never defeat me. I control the technology. I have the power to control your mind. Hey guys, it's Sergio from Reality Breached. We've got a bunch of different podcasts over on our network at realitybreached.com, and one of my favorites is Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. Shellheads is a deep dive. Welcome to another episode of I am one of your co-hosts, Russell, and I have with me, if you missed the last couple of Tomes of Evil, my new permanent co-host, Justin. How are you, Justin? Hello, Hello Russell. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm uh, ready to talk with our very special guest we have with us today, Justin. Yes. Yes, I'm excited about this one. So, returning after, uh, God, I think the last time you guys were on was like episode 8? That sounds right. Yeah, this is episode 26, so... Wow! uh, uh, You've been busy! This is the Shellheads, uh, uh, Sergio and Jeff. I'll start with uh, Jeff. How are you, Jeff? I'm quite well, Russell. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. And uh, next, I'll throw it to the only podcaster I've met in real life, uh, Sergio. How are you? <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm supposed to use the word "shell" in a in a, in a word here, <laughs> so I'm I'm having a shell of a time, Russ. <laughs> well, guess what, guys? Today, you guys aren't shell heads; you're shred heads. So we're talking about Shredder, and uh, I'm sure Sergio is thrilled. <laughs> Look, look, I'm fine talking about Shredder. I'm also fine complaining about Shredder. So, yes. you know, I'm well, here for the party. Okay, you. Uh, for those that don't know out there in podcast uh, land, um, I'm obsessed with the Shredder. Um, but I can also uh, have some constructive criticism about the Shredder. So I don't think this is going to be uh, me just... Um, you know, swooning over Shredder for however long, because I do have some problems with some versions of him. Um, but uh, real quick, before we moved on to Shredder as a whole, I wanted to discuss uh, recently, now you guys covered this on your show, obviously, but there was a lot of TMNT figure announcements. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, yep, it just so happens that um, a few of those were Shredder. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Turns out, if there ever was a version of Sh- of Shredder, uh, Neca is completely committed to giving you a figure for that version of that Shredder. Yes. I think uh, this year alone we are getting like six or seven different shredders. We've already gotten a few so far, um, mm-hmm. but we're getting another super shredder because we need that. Yeah, this Is one. Uh, Why don't they just make them all rainbow colored and just call them Shredder Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I. Uh, I do like the paint job on this one. I don't really know why we need it. I get that it's it was another toy, so they're going to milk this however they can. But this one's got a cool wrestling belt, guys. <laughs> because, of course, Kevin Nash was the Super Shredder. But uh, um, I've been to Walmart every morning looking for that thing. <laughs> like... You know, fine, fine. (laughs) If they just want to milk that sculpt until the mold breaks, whatever. More power to you, NECA. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, the much cooler was the uh, actual Secret of the Use Shredder, which looked amazing. Um, And uh, also, we know we're getting the Mutant Shredder as a part of the Loot Crate. And... um, Feel like there was oh we're getting the Orokusaki figure in the two pack with uh, Yoshi from the movie. Yep, they both look identical. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I hate to be that guy, but that's a little racist, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's close. I can't tell who's who. <laughs> Honestly, though, I think it's the same actor in the movie. In the movie, I think it's the same guy. <laughs> it's just he just flip flopped. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get in this construction gear real quick. <laughs> they sh- they really re- they should have put Yoshi in that construction gear. Like when he came home and he saw Tang Shin laying on the floor, and he had that stupid hard hat and those bib overalls on, and yeah. or, or at least like a costume change, like yeah. like like put a little hard hat in there as an accessory. <laughs> Because like when you when you look at the original footage, you see him you know doing all the stuff, and you see Splinter mimicking the moves, but then you close up and like, oh, he has an evil look on his face. That's that's Saki. What's going on? Mm-hmm. They're, you know? they're 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 saving the you know the the working man Yoshi for the two pack and forget dead tension and Yoshi in a hard hat. There are. They're running out of characters from that first movie. Uh, literally, the only major character that they could do is the one they can't get the rights to, and that's Tatsu. Um, unless you want to do like uh, April's boss and the com- yeah. the police commissioner. That sounds like a two pack. Yeah, uh, which I hope has a button on his back that says, "Are you trying to tell me how to do my job?" <laughs> <laughs> Side note, my, my first loot crate shipped today, oh, so Danny will be here soon. I haven't got a notification oh, wow. yet. Um, maybe do what? I did, maybe I did while I was sleeping. Oh, I did! I, mine shipped as well. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I I remember the last uh, batch of loot crates. Uh, it was right during COVID, so it was super delayed when I got my loot crate. Um, I only got the one last time. I got the Mirage one. I kind of kicking myself for not getting the other one since those figures are <laughs> going for so much now. But uh, my bank account knows. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They knew what they I were. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. I only opted to get one. I got the Dark Turtle, which is like one of my favorite episodes of the <laughs> cartoons. And like, anytime to get Batman Donatello. Yeah, I uh, they knew what they were doing this year because they uh, they put the pre order window when everyone was getting their tax return. Yep. So uh, smart. That's I, very smart. I got all the I got all the crates. I'm probably gonna sell some of the figures. Um, I'm keeping stupid Danny and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really excited for Armagon because uh, I love tournament fighters and yeah. um, of you course like uh, yeah I do like sharks uh, just saw a very cute but deadly shark in a little movie called The Suicide Squad <laughs> but uh, um, that was good it w was surprisingly good um, very, yeah but then I'll keep Shredder, of course. But I don't. I think I'm gonna get rid of my Dark Turtle, Jeff. Uh, Ooh. But um, and just hold hold off till you see him. Oh, okay, I will. Just for you. <laughs> just might be like, ooh. <laughs> I'm definitely getting rid of Scrag. Um, I have no use for uh, him. Anyway. Um, well, we can move along here. I just uh, when this episode drops, hopefully, I will have my new and improved Shredder shelf. Uh, he's getting his own shelf now, guys. That's how many Shredders there are now. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, post. Have you bought the, uh, the 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 Shredder Shredder? Like like the like the Shredder cheese grater? I have not. There's no grater better. But I've been uh, I've been eyeballing it. <laughs> Get better cheddar with the shredder shredder. <laughs> That's fantastic. They should use that on the marketing, and they missed that opportunity big time. Yeah. Yes, I'm right here. Just call me. Like, yeah, let's go. I uh, I'm right I, here, Nickelodeon. I also um, to transition here. I want to steal a segment from the Shellheads. Okay. Well, that's copyright. Well, too bad. <laughs> uh, uh, Get the lawyers on the phone. Quick. <laughs> What's in Russell's box? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the sound effect. Okay. Um, so, I've got a... I, this is kind of cheating because most of this stuff is just in the mail and not actually arrived yet. But... Um, Guys, I may have a problem because I ordered a bunch of vintage shredders today. <laughs> um, I'll go through the list of, of what I've got here. Um, I ordered, well, this one is not a shredder. I got the NECA Turtles in Time Baxter Stockman. Mm. Um, that's the only Baxter I need until they make a comic book accurate version. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah. You know, the correct color. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now for the shredders, I have Slice and Dice Shredder. Uh, which uh, is that the one that can make Julian fries? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I remember that infomercial. I do too. <laughs> uh, I got the Super Seven Reaction, the small Shredder figure. Yeah, I already have the Ultimate one. I got a micro mini shredder, which is the size of a quarter. So, uh, thank God that shipping was free, because I can't imagine <laughs> uh, them if the if it's that small and they're like oh, eight bucks shipping. I'm like, hey, <laughs> but uh, I got the two K three multi arm shredder, one of the mutant shredders. Um. The the shredder from the movie he wasn't even in, the TMNT 2007 shredder. Nice. They made a figure based on one static image yep. of a character. Yep. And it basically just looked like the 2K3 version. Yep. Yeah, slightly modified, but yes, looked like the 2K3 version. And then finally, I got a shredder that I have wanted ever since I saw him on the back of a figure box when I was a wee lad in 1997. I got Next Mutation Shredder. (laughs) (laughs) That is an ugly, ugly figure. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You know, the only Next Mutation figure I had when I was a kid was uh, Dragon Lord. Um... Oh, who wow. he looks nothing like he does in the show. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's in my box. Uh lots of shredders on the way. I'll post a nice picture when all the uh Oroku Sakis converge with each other. Um That's fantastic. Well, uh, I want to throw it over to Justin for a little bit. Justin, I want you to talk about uh, your history with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, where did it start? What What are you fa- like most familiar with? So, I'll I'll give the floor to you. Right, well, my history with the Turtles goes all the way back to '88. Um, I, I was racking my brain earlier trying to remember which actually I either I read the Archie the first issue of the Archie comic first or I saw the first episode of the the animated series I couldn't remember because it happened one of those things happened within literally a week or two of the other and I remember thinking this is going to be huge whatever this is and I loved it right away it, immediately grabbed me and i i even remember in the first issue of the archie comic that uh the color of Raphael's um uh his coloring was like a violet instead of red mm. i even for some reason that little detail stuck out to me but i remember reading that first issue over and over and over again and thinking that this was awesome i love this and i i was hooked and I loved the animated series. I watched that probably for a good three or four years. And I collected the Archie comic um, up until about issue 30. I think there was the storyline where they went to China. Mm. And there was a huge dragon, I remember, that they got involved with. Um, and after that, I think my attention waned. And I 
went on to other things. But um, before that, though, right, um, right after I started getting into the turtles, I had an uncle who was actually only a few years older than me because my grandfather started a second family um, much later in life. So my uncle was only actually a few years older than me, and he was kind of like a, an older brother. And he loved the Mirage comics, the mm. black and white, the originals. And he had all of those. Oh. And I remember vividly sitting down and reading those with him and just loving it. And, and when I was reading those earlier, rereading them, for, for this, I was just brought back completely to those days in, like, 1988, 89, just sitting down and reading those with mm. my uncle, just loving it, and, you know, and just the illustrations. We, he used to, like, try to emulate the style, the art style, and used to kind of create our own comic, our own ninja comic book that was influenced by it. It was so cool, you know, it was just a great... It's so, so many cool stories, and I loved how dark it was compared to the the comic mm -hmm. book, yep. the the Archie comic book and the and the cartoon. It was so dark and and violent, and yeah, it definitely appealed to me as a kid for sure. So that made me a turtle fan for life, and I'm still happy to say I have a bunch of the old figures. Ooh, uh, I at some point I've got to clean them up and I'll, I'll take pictures and, and sit, but I've got probably over 25 of the original figures from the original line. Well, Justin, Justin, if you, if you don't have shredder, you're fired. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> but uh, I do. it might be the super shredder. From okay. The Secret of the ooze. That's fine. But I, I think I do. No, I, I think I've got the original one actually. Yeah. I, I, I never understood why that's, that vintage Super Shredder figure was so small. He was so... I know, it was weird. So yeah. squatty. But, yeah, uh, so strange. Yeah. Probably because they were just reusing molds. Um, mm. But, um, well, we have one more little tidbit before we jump into the Shredder, and I'm sure that Sergio is going to hate me after this one. <laughs> but... <laughs> There's a remember there's, Russ hates everything. I know, I know. That's I, true. I I live to feed that hate. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a little tidbit in the show notes here that says unfinished business question mark. I saw that. So Sergio and Jeff, uh, they reviewed all of Next Mutation on uh, their show. Yeah, and they said, hey. We're done. It's over. No more next mutation, right? Yes. Wrong. What? <laughs> you guys gotta cover the Power Rangers Lost in Space Ninja Turtles crossover. Wait, did they cross over twice? Did you? We, we covered. We covered the the the, the like the the crossover. Yeah, we did that. I swear I didn't think you did. Yeah, we did that. We did oh. it as part of the second. Oh, I made sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't want any lingering sure bad vibes there. Him. I also made sure not to tell him that, you know, uh, he had to watch the Power Rangers episode where they didn't even show up until the end <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> All right. That's my bad yeah, thanks then. Thanks for that, Jeff. That's, uh... <laughs> You're very welcome. That's my bad then. I could have swore you guys skipped <laughs> over that. Um, I would not let him. Oh, yeah, I I figured. Yeah, Jeff of all people would. 
would con Sergio into watching that awful mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but we actually had some interesting uh, things to say about it. <sighs> I'll, okay, I'll give you this. The fighting in that episode with the turtles was better than the entirety of Next Mutation. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, but, uh, Next Mutation, wow, what an enigma. What an anomaly on the Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> history. Um, and to save the children, those box sets are now out of print. Oh, Locked away in the art. You know where the Ark of the Covenant is forever. <laughs> they they were on Netflix. I don't know if they still are, but um, yeah, because you don't do to, it. Children. Don't do it. Uh, you can watch something just as bad, but with a little more charisma, by watching Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> you're fired, Russ. You're fired. <laughs> Your own podcast right now. <laughs> you mean you don't like Flabber, Jeff? <laughs> You mean the ghost of uh, 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 Liberace and uh, Jay Leno <laughs> combined into one? Yes. No. When I was a kid, I had Flabber's house playset and all of his friends. Oh my God! I'm. I've lost all respect and credibility for you now, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Come on, I'm out. (laughs) Come on now, I was four years old. Just just listen to that sentence. When I was a kid, I had Flabber's (laughs) playset. What does that mean? It was this house. It pretty bad. It was this. That was the first Saban. I'll say it's it's equally as bad as next movie. Mutation uh, from Savannah. Oh, it definitely is. I definitely 100% agree. Side note, originally the series that they used to make both of those were supposed to be uh, the next seasons of VR Troopers, but they (laughs) messed it up, which would have fit perfectly because there's three characters instead of, you know, one from one series and two from another. Yeah. Wasted all the footage. But again, that's neither here nor there. Man, Savon, they sure knew how to make some stuff, and that's putting it mildly. <laughs> All about money. All about money. The only, the only good decision Saban made when it came to uh, original characters was Lord Zed. That's that's all you got. Uh, practically Shredder. Yeah, exactly. I'll, although I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, Ivan Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, that's that's for a different podcast. Anyway, she hated uh, the children. Yeah, he wanted his autograph book. Um, so we're gonna dive into the shredder. Now, uh, gentlemen, I that, that seems violent. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna dive into the shredder. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I'll lead the way, Russell. You go first. Okay. <clears throat> His real name is Arokusaki. His first appearance was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one in that came out in May of 1984. He was created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. 
Abilities include genius tactician, mastery of martial arts, ninjutsu, and hand-to-hand combat. And he utilizes near-invulnerable armor equipped with claws and blades. Which to me sounds like the same thing. But, but, uh, uh, but, uh, anyway, um, so yeah, let's just talk about that for a second. Um, uh, you know, I, th- I thought Sergio would take offense with him being called a genius level tactician, but, uh, that's very, uh, determined by the version of shredder you're talking about exactly exactly um idw shredder maybe 1987 shredder probably not (laughs) no no very much the opposite (laughs) no yeah no uh we are we are talking about a man who uh took batman to his limits uh we'll talk about that later though um Mm -hmm. um all right, so we are going to read the origin from the wiki, and now this is strictly the Mirage origin because um, when we get to IDW, I'm sure we'll talk about that origin at length. So, uh, in the original comic books from Mirage, Arokusaki is the younger brother of Arokunagi, who had been killed by a fellow ninja, Hamato Yoshi, the owner of Splinter and the Turtles. In a feud over a woman named Tang Shin, resulting in Yoshi fleeing with Shin to the United States. Angry at the death of his older brother, Saki joined the Foot Clan and trained to be a ninja. He quickly became one of their deadliest warriors and rose up the ranks and was chosen to lead the Foot's American branch. Operating in New York under the name of the Shredder, Saki used the opportunity to avenge his brother by killing Yoshi and Shen. Under Saki's leadership, the Foot participated in in a variety of criminal activities, including drug smuggling, arms running, and assassination. Indeed. Um... Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about this origin here. Um, this one... Obviously, uh, was the original, and the closest that this origin has ever come is uh, the 1990 movie, with the exception being the part about Oroku Nagi. Um, the the long-forgotten brother. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised that they didn't bring him into IDW, but they did do his dad, which was uh, Oroku, was it Maji? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, like Arukunagi is is like his existence is completely superfluous. Like you can tell basically the same story without him. Right. Exactly. So I I think it's hilarious that uh, he's Arukunagi is Shredder's uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. Um, the the essence of this story, uh, you know, the feud between uh, Oroku Saki, Hamato Yoshi, the death of Tang Shen, that has been in every version of the Shredder, um, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> um, obviously, there's some differences, such as Yoshi 
being Splinter, uh, but uh, which, you know, I have to admit that does make a, as much as a, a man turning into a rat makes sense, it makes more sense than I taught this rat how to fight. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 How many times have I said that on shell heads? Like it's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. But it was the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, I just, I just get that visual of that splinter puppet doing that stupid kung fu in his cage <laughs> in the first movie. But uh, we're getting a figure of that now. So. Is ninjutsu, Russell? Come uh, on. You're right. A slip of the tongue, my bad. I've been I've been reading Shang Chi. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> but, uh, um, so uh, let's let's talk about uh, that that first issue of Mirage. Um, not only introduces the Shredder, but also the Turtles and Splinter as well. And uh, the classic line from the Shredder in this is, "Come face your doom." <laughs> it, it turns out that it was Shredder who faced his tomb in that first issue, but uh, but uh, Peter Laird has gone on record as saying that the reason Shredder died in the first issue is because we didn't think we were getting a second one. So yeah. everyone always is shocked when they find out Shredder dies in the first comic. Well, I mean, that's what that's all they had. <laughs> so. Um, this uh, that's, go ahead. That's that's really the cruel irony of the Shredder character is he's he's a fantastic character that was introduced in in, in a story that is so intertwined with the the, the tale's heroes mm-hmm. that you just kind of expect him to you know just kind of be around. But they off him in the first issue, and Eastman and Laird could have written him back in and ultimately they kind of do which i'm sure you're about to get into but it never is the real shredder no he is it's hard to come back after you've been blown up by a grenade okay um (laughs) but uh knocked off a building yeah but this is also comic books where you can do literally whatever you want (laughs) um so and we didn't see you know, body parts anywhere and stuff like that. You know, we didn't see him physically, That's physically true. dead. Yeah, so there, there was an invasion USA moment where you see <laughs> body parts flying with explosions. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there's but, there's no reason they couldn't have done robot shredder or cyborg shredder or right. some Ooh. some sort of like mystical shredder. No, the the shredder they chose is as off the wall as you possibly could get. Which is uh, yeah, a testament to Mirage because they do so many weird things. But mm-hmm. but um, um, this first issue does play out pretty much uh, like the final battle in the, the movie, the first movie. Uh, and because of this first issue and this that first movie, you almost always have a scene of the turtles fighting the Shredder on the rooftop. Always. Um, and I always love this Mirage version because it is Donatello who gets the final blow on the Shredder. And Donatello is my favorite turtle. 
Um, Donatello's bow staff knocks Shredder off the building as he explodes. So they, they they go over a lot more in this first issue, like the origin we just went through and um, all that. But really, it's just this fight. That's that's what the Shredder yeah. consists of. Is and your like the, the the Wikipedia description that we read before is doing a lot of really heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because a lot of that stuff is implied. Yep. In this first issue and never actually said because the first issue is what, like 45 pages? Yep. And as you said, most of it is just really cool action sequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, um, thoughts on Shredder in this first issue? Uh, I mean, I think he looks... I always have a soft spot for the uh, for Eastman and Laird's uh, art for the Shredder. Um that's one of my favorite figures NECA has done is the Mirage Shredder. Um, it's just, it's simplistic, but I love how most of the time they draw him where his eyes are white like the turtles and it's just darkness inside that mask. Um, uh, what about you, Justin? What do you think? I really, I love this one. I mean, I like I said, I have really fond memories of reading this one the 80s but yeah I, this is, it's a classic definitely and i love the it was this was before everybody kind of knew what the shredder looked like and was familiar with him so it's cool to see kind of this prototypical version yeah uh what a, what about you jeff well for me um you know my of course my introduction was the the cartoon and then and then the movie and so having that reference of like him, you know, being, of course we haven't gotten there yet, but you know, looking almost exactly like he did in the, uh, the comic was, uh, was interesting. Um, but I can't remember the first time I actually read the comics, um, with, with that version. It was like way, way later into my, you know, maybe t- late teen years. Um, and I mean, you know, he's he's your your typical you know Japanese uh, villain. You know, you know ninja dressing up. Sure, I've always been obsessed with ninjas, so he was just you know the personification of all that. You know, but him not he wasn't supposed to be like the Darth Vader. You know, to the turtles, just you know why he you know got knocked off in that first issue, mm-hmm. uh, and then they didn't know if they were going to do more. But again. I, I dig the original art style, and you'd be if you're if you're a Turtles fan, you're crazy. You'd be crazy not to. Um, but he had that that just that menace menacing look to him, uh, and yeah, and I'll follow uh, the sentiment. Like the the NECA figure is is fantastic. Uh, sadly, I wasn't able to get my hands on one. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they'll you know release another one one day, um, yeah. and I'll snag him. But that was a great looking figure. All right, Sergio, you're you're up last. <laughs> uh, unlike future versions of the Shredder, where he his his menacing like aura is almost feels supernatural. Yeah, like that. There's like there's a, a you know a mystery behind uh, this leader of this 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 Ill, you know illustrious Foot Clan in this first book. There's so much value in him just being a dude. Yeah, you know yeah. he he is a ninja master, and it is 
a revenge story at its purest. Mm-hmm. And him just like just being a human and not able to just come back every time he's defeated it, like that th- there's real power to that storytelling yeah yeah i i agree there um it also is worth mentioning that they don't struggle with him as much as they do in other versions in this first issue um yeah he, they're more on an even playing field and he's outnumbered <laughs> so uh, um yeah but yeah uh, yeah and 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 while his his armor is, you know, the, the prototypical Shredder armor. It's not over-the-top, like, right. versions of him end up being. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that kind of plays into the mystique of him being a, a, a human. Yeah. Well, let's talk about when the Shredder came back as a whole big pile of worms. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, so... Uh, not a typo. Not not at all. Um, yeah. The Leonardo Micro and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 10 features the return of the Shredder and also features more iconic moments that we would see in uh, a lot of other versions of the Turtles, most notably that first movie. Uh, the Foot Clan surround Leonardo, in this case in the movie it was Raphael, and they just beat the absolute piss out of him. And uh, we find out that Shredder is alive. Uh, quotes in quotation marks. <laughs> but, um, and they, they get into a scuffle inside um, April's family antique store, which is second time around. And, which by this point should be like third or fourth time around. Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they burn it down and the turtles are forced to flee to Sergio's favorite location Northampton um, yep, but, yep. Uh, I love the Northampton story every time I keep waiting for him to get a timeshare there I'm going to visit New England one of these days and I'm going to take a picture next to the, the sign like the exit sign that says Northampton it's going to happen I wonder if uh, the the uh, the farmhouse was actually there. If that was a location or what? Because I was it was in North Carolina. Oh, okay. No, well. no, wait. It was either North Carolina or Atlanta. Oh, okay. I well, think, I think it was North Carolina. You know that now that you say that, it does look more like you know a southern place than than Northampton. You would think, but. Uh, Plus, in the comic version, wasn't it like snowing there for a lot? And but yeah. Anyway, um, so I love this two-part story, um, obviously because Shredder pretty much wins. <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> this uh, uh, this has some sentimental value to me because I actually the Leonardo Micro was the first Mirage book I ever read. Um, I found it at a flea market for like a quarter. Oh, nice. And, uh, I, I read that and I got to the end and I saw the shredder and I was like, oh, it's the shredder (laughs) because I'm like a, I'm kid at this point. So I'm still obsessed with shredder. And it turns out later in life, I'd still be obsessed with the shredder (laughs) anyway. Um, so yeah, I love this again. 
this plays out much like it does in the movie. Although the movie kind of uh, changes around the order of events, obviously. But, um, and Shredder's not actually there in the movie. Um, it's Tatsu that leads the Foot Ninja uh, when April's antique store burns down. So I'm going to start with uh, Sergio on this one. What do you think of this uh, two-parter here? Uh, you you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you when you said the shredder kind of wins, and to 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 put it in into I guess a, a perspective that everyone understands. If issue one is Star Wars, mm-hmm. Leonardo and number ten are very much the Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, and and so for it to end on such a down note, just to steal a line from Clerks, it <laughs> it, it it leaves our characters like the status quo is completely changed, and you don't get that a lot in any kind of media, right? And I, I to, to add to your Empire Strikes Back analogy, this does feel like this is when Shredder is starting to develop that kind of. Darth Vader like aura around him like this guy came back from the dead what what how do we stop this guy you know right but uh, we come to find out that this is not really the shredder if we're being technical but um uh how about you Jeff um again from me coming at it from a perspective of not you know really growing up with the comics um and I wasn't really spoiled for, you know, anything. I was like, what? Um, like, I very much enjoyed those different twists and turns um, uh, that, that uh, the story presented itself to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, finally, we'll leave it with you, Justin. I think this is actually one of my favorite Shredder stories, if not my favorite. Not because he wins, just because I think it's a great story overall. Mm-hmm. And it also features one of my favorite characters, Casey Jones, who just comes in just swinging, just <laughs> randomly, saves the day and starts beating the other shit people. I just love it. I love Casey Jones. Lawbreaker! Um, I, to... <laughs> 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 I forgot to... Um... When I remember reading this with my uncle, and he's like, you're not going to believe who's back in this one. And I just remember that that striking image of the Shredder leaning up against the counter when they just walk down and they see all the all the ninjas and him just leaning there looking so imposing and, and sinister. I, that was an image that stuck with me for a long time. But one thing I've forgotten, and I, I actually was reminded rereading about this at a point in the moment it was, was when they were watching... Um, the the apartment building burned down and April was crying. I thought that was a really kind of poignant moment that um, doesn't get seen a lot or maybe talked about a lot in these comics. But I thought that was really nice. I forgot about that. Right. Well, this would all come to a head in the re- return to New York uh, uh, arc, um, which is when we find out that. The foot, the foot apparently have these scientists, and they also have some mystics, and <laughs> they were able, <laughs> they were able to put Orokusaki's uh, consciousness into some worms, 
and we find out that the shredder is made out of some worms. E- yes. There's also some mutant shredders. Uh, they were the first test subjects for what? Really? Bitch... Ones. <laughs> so the turtles return. They have Zog on their side. God, I love Zog. Uh, but uh, but it it comes down to a final duel between Leonardo and the Shredder, and uh, Leonardo wins. Leonardo decapitates the Shredder. And then we uh we they burn his worm like body. <laughs> yeah, you you, you got to burn the worm body, otherwise it's just gonna grow two shredders. Right. So, <laughs> what the heck is this? <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I'm tr- I'm trying not to uh, cuss, so we can put this on the shellheads feed. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> It's really hard when the shredder is made out of freaking worms, okay? Mm. But uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll start with Jeff on this one. Jeff, tell us about Worm Shredder. <sighs> oh God, man! Just like I didn't really care for that. Hot. Let's just say the hot take. Yeah, I didn't care for that that you know that version. <laughs> I thought it you know would have been cooler if it you know had been actually him or, but it it subverts your expectations. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Quite exponentially, and but it also dashes your hopes that you know getting you know a a proper true return, you know of him but again they never wanted the focus to be on shredder you know they never wanted him to be the big you know running bad uh bad guy in the first place so uh, that's i'm kind of feel like that's why they did it Mm -hmm. maybe or to just be you know different you know than your standard oh this guy you know this villain died in issue 10 and oh he or whatever and he can't he comes back you know 30 issues later yeah, you know, um, and uh, it was very. I, I wonder what, like, how late they were up. What food they, <laughs> what weird sci-fi movie was on TV at the time to you know to influence uh, that? Because everybody pulls from you know different sources and stuff to you know to give yourself inspiration. Um, but this was a really weird one, and I, I, I. They didn't really go that route in 2K3. They no. did a very. Uh, they did a lot of it, but yeah. it wasn't you know, to, to to that that degree. Um, it was still an interesting read, nonetheless. It's uh, you know to to echo Justin. Um, that was that was good. Yeah, it was a good read. Well, uh, not to make a pun here, but. Um... 2K3 is a whole nother can of worms. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so, uh, Sergio, your thoughts on uh, Return to New York? Uh, so, I, I don't mean to not sound like myself here. Uh-oh. But it's kind of perfect. <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah, so so hear, hear me out. If 
the actual Shredder comes back from the literal dead, you're cheapening the story that you so gracefully told in the first issue. Okay. So the the, the Shredder that returns has to be some sort of like de- deviant or 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 just a v- it it can't be the real guy. And I, I imagine Eastman and Laird. As as Jeff said, just throwing ideas kind of back and forth, and each one of them just batting it down, saying, "No, that's been done before. No, that's been done before. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it." And, <laughs> and, and finally, one of them just said, "Well, what if he's made of worms?" They both collectively laughed and started drawing. Is is the way that I picture that happening because they they found a way to resurrect the most beloved villain in the series. Not cheapen the very first issue, and do it in a way that has literally never been done before. At least, not that I'm aware no, of. No, I I was gonna say this is one of the most original resurrections I've ever read, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they 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 move the stories. I'm sorry, the turtles' stories along it, with like actual tangible change. They resurrect this character, kill it again. And do all of it without cheapening their their previous work. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. And I'll just say, if every comic book writer used that same logic, there would be no recurring supervillains in comic books. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> oh, I would. But uh, I wouldn't have a show then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 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 they'd be real short. It'd be like, yeah, here, here's 15 minutes uh, talking about this one issue. Uh, but, uh, um, well, Justin, uh, your, your thoughts on, uh, Shredder as a worm. <laughs> I remember as a kid at first, I didn't like this. I, I thought it was too weird, but, but now I love it. I think it's great. And I, I echo the senti- sentiment that I think it is pretty perfect. I also get the feeling that they were both, the creators were both at the point where they were sick of people talking about Shudder, and you get the feeling they really wanted this to be the final word on the character, and they just wanted to end it, end his story here, and uh, have people constantly badgering them about yep. when's he going to come back, when's he, when are we going to see the Shredder again? You're not, he's dead, he's burned up. Move on. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is the last time you see the actual Shredder uh, quote-unquote actual shredder in the main mirage series he mm. he never comes back but in tales from the tmnt <laughs> <laughs> we get even weirder because shredder's soul gets put into a mother effing shark <laughs> yeah yep yep uh. A shark whose fans morph into a shredder-like helmet. <laughs> that 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 tails run is so weird. Yeah, and, I, and I don't remember a lot of those. Were they all like that? Were they all bizarre like that? Not all of them. Like. The, the the first run of tales like was was pretty in line with the regular canon and we got some really important characters out of it the mm-hmm. second run of tales uh, which was done uh, after peter laird bought out 
Kevin Eastman's share and Peter Laird was in complete creative control. Mm. Like each issue was its own individual story or like they had, you know, one or two issue runs mm. where they were kind of filling in the holes of the backstory. So each oh, one takes place somewhere in the timeline and, and uh, fans have kind of had to figure it out based on context clues. Mm. Okay. It's a little bit of a mess. Mm. It's confusing, yeah. I just wanted to also say, when I read this, a very prolific comic book writer gets a credit on the story for this. And his name is Rick Remender. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... That, this just blows my mind, because uh, from what I've read of Rick Remender, this is nothing like what he would write. So he literally was just like, hey, Jim Lawson, let's mess some <laughs> crap up. <laughs> but, uh, um... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like Mirage reached out to him and said, hey, you want to write a Tales book? And he said, yeah, I'd love to write something with the Shredder. And then they said... <laughs> I've got really bad news for you. And he, I guess he just got high and said, what if he's a shark? <laughs> That's probably exactly how it happened. <laughs> so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this over to uh, uh, the shellheads here. How many shark characters are there in Turtles lore? Uh, we, have, um, we, have, we have Shredder Shark. We have uh, yep. Armagon. That's correct. There's Bludgeon in the IDW uh, series. That is correct. But I feel like there's more. <laughs> uh, I, I think those might be the only three. Oh, okay. Ar- Armagon has, has come up a couple times. Is that uh, Was Armagon the, the Archie future shark thing? Yes. Okay. Um, Armagon was also in the Nickelodeon show. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, the, 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 the thing about writing aquatic characters is they have gills. <laughs> yeah. And the turtles don't. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, sharks are a recurring theme, and, and it's, it's odd that there have been three different sharks. Or I, I never understood why. IDW didn't just name their shark Armagon. Right. Unless they have plans for Armagon, but you know, I don't see that happening. But uh Yeah, who who knows? It's it's just real weird for me. Like just name him Armagon. Right. Throw us a bone. Right. Um I it just makes me want the uh TMNT Street Sharks crossover that we never got. So but oh. uh um <laughs> I think we can move on, uh, because the only other thing that I really want to bring up about the Shredder Shark story is that the turtles go into an astral plane and talk to a giant baboon, and I've never done drugs other <laughs> other than some, you know, some ibuprofen here and there, but uh, holy I just, I was not prepared for this issue at all. I read it for the first time in preparation for this, and I put that that down, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this episode anymore. 
<laughs> I'm surprised you didn't uh, come to that uh, decision after Next Mutation. Well, you know what, Jeff? I didn't watch any of Next Mutation in preparation for this. So. Oh, you're gonna. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, don't don't worry, I've seen it. Uh, but uh, or uh, who we're we're affectionately calling Uncle Shreddums. Oh, uh, from oh, the, uh, <laughs> the musical musical stage tour. Oh, at, is it Universal? <laughs> Sergio was at Six Flags. No, it, it no, it's it it was a traveling road show. Oh, it was in a, it was it was in a an arena near you, Jeff. <sighs> I'm getting them mixed up because there was a stage show too. It went. It's one of the theme parks. Yeah, that was like the third tour or something. Was exclusive to Six Flags or something. Not, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's uh, this next section. Uh, we're moving on from Mirage. No more Mirage. The only thing, the last thing I'll mention about Mirage is that Karai uh, does briefly don the armor of the Shredder in uh, the later Mirage comics. Um, anyway, we're moving on to Archie, which is like the the blind spot for me when it comes to Turtles. I've read very little of the Archie comics. Justin, I know that this is where a lot of your turtle fandom comes from. Mm, yeah, this uh, is kind of where it started for me, yeah, up until, I think, around issue 30, 30 yeah. end maybe, yeah. Do you have any uh, anything you can really remember about the Shredder in the Archie comics? Yeah, there was one issue in particular that had a great spotlight on the Shredder, um, and it was also illustrated by a kind of a comic book legend, Gene Colan, which I remember at the time being really surprised by. I was like, wow, Gene Colan's drawing the Ninja Turtles. But it was uh, issue number 22 in mm. July of 91, and it was um, called Rat Trap. Um, but yeah, it, that was a, that, I think that was the, the best issue that featured the Shredder, and not just because of the art. I, I thought that it was a really good spotlight on him and it was also around the time that april was training to kind of be a ninja herself so she was she i think she had a sword and yeah that was i really liked that it was good stuff yeah i, th I think that issue would actually fall under the category of genius tactician mm. yeah okay yeah uh, yeah i would agree with that yeah well uh sergio jeff um like I said, this is my blind my blind spot. Do you have do you guys have anything you want to say about Archie Shredder? I feel like he wasn't as prominent in these comics as he was others. He really wasn't. Uh, like the the first, I think it was six issues were based directly on uh, television episodes, and right. those do tend to, to to feature the the Shredder pretty heavily. Uh, however, once once they let uh, Dean Claren and, and was it who was the other one? Mm. I can't remember the other writer. But well, once yeah. once they let the the, the, the Mirage team just kind of write whatever they wanted to, it it stopped really being about the characters from the TV show, mm -hmm. uh, and it just started being about the turtles traveling the world and solving climate issues. 
And every once in a while, the Shredder would pop his head in and say, ah, I'm still a bad guy. <laughs> and, and, and there was one issue where like the, the, the Turtles saved Shredder's life by removing Krang from his head because Krang had been surgically attached to Shredder's head as if Shredder's head was up Krang's I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with brain hole. Brain hole. <laughs> and they didn't go into detail as to how like that worked, but the the turtles were instrumental in freeing Shredder from that, and uh, they just kind of it was kind of a wink and a nod. It's like you owe us Shredder, and he's like, yeah, I know, and he disappeared for twenty issues, and then he comes back, and they're like, we saved your life, and he's like, I know, I'll be a good guy this once. And he did the one good thing and then looked at him with a little wink and said, okay, we're even now. So, <laughs> like, th- there weren't, other than those few choice moments, Shredder was, was, was pretty, his, his use was very sparse. All right. Jeff, anything to add to that? I remember picking up that issue at my local grocery store from the, the comic uh, you know, stand. And getting it home and going through it, and I'm just like, what the crap did I just read? Because <laughs> that was like, that's one of the weirdest moments, I think, for Shredder, besides being all worms, um, <laughs> and not the gummy kind. Um, and just being having his head up Krang's brain hole. And it was just so <laughs> freaky to me. We need that um, on a t-shirt. We need that on a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, like Sergio said, like he, he did not have a, a very prominent role uh, throughout uh, the Archie run, um, apart from those, you know, that the first chunk. Um, and then, you know, comes back later and whatever. Um, which you know, was, was interesting to me. But, again, I think, you know, they wanted to do something different. Instead of like you know, because your your '80s cartoons, you're used to, you're having usually one main villain throughout the entire run of like 50 to you know 100 or however many episodes you got. In like you know, it gets old after a while. Yep. Yep. Well, um, image uh, the shredder himself does not appear. This is the non-canonical. Uh, Volume three, uh, Mirage, or is it volume? Back it's, me up. <laughs> it's volume three, but it was printed by Image, published right. by Image, and, and at the time, at the time, it was considered canonical. Right. Yeah, but it no longer is. It's it's been rebranded as what Urban Legends. Yes, okay. yes. When when IDW re- did all the the reprints in color, that that's how they just distinguished it. Now there is a lot of crazy crap that happens in this run uh involving cyborg turtles and uh scantily clad ninjas and uh very very image comic stuff at the time mm-hmm. um but there's a lady shredder in this I was reading that yeah that's interesting and that's uh don't give it away who it is. We won't. If that's 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 true. Jeff doesn't know yet. Yeah, that that's well, one of the well, big. The... No, I read the whole thing because we ha- we interviewed the guy. 
<laughs> oh, okay, yes, yeah, sorry. Jeff does know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is for Justin's enjoyment. Yeah. Because that's a fantastic run. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah one... I, haven't, I haven't read any of this. Yeah. That's one of the biggest mysteries of this run is who is Lady Shredder? Um, because the series was canceled and we didn't get a proper ending until what? Like last year? Two years ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, we went like what twenty years. Started in ninety six. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we went like twenty years with without the answer to that question. Yep. But that's incredible. But Lady Shredder isn't the only person that dons the Shredder costume or the Shredder moniker, I should say. Raphael does. Mm. Uh, he uh, he becomes the Shredder briefly until Lady Shredder shows up and is like, no. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, real quick, any uh, thoughts without giving away too much, Sergio Jeff on uh, Lady Shredder? It's a fun story. Mm-hmm. I am very happy that it's not canon. Gotcha. It, 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 as you said before, it, it, the whole, that whole run just drips of 1990s image comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for there to be like a, like a, like a, a super sexy shredder female is right. Uh, you know, that's on brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the way they wrap up the story, you know, 20 years later is like it, 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 it comes to a, What's the word I'm looking for? Satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it is. It, it is well worth the read. Um, but but as I said, it's. It, I, I'm glad it stands on its own. Jeff, how about you? I'm going to disagree and say that I'm disappointed that it's not. It was not. Oh. Hot take. Um, I had seen this comic on the shelf, but I was like, eh, I wasn't interested at the time. And then uh, when we were going to get ready to interview the writer uh, for it, I I blazed through it. I was like, this is absolutely bonkers. This is crazy. This is, you know, they got all the elements and everything, you know, right, uh, you know, for the turtles and just going forward. Like, I, I was I was hooked. And it, w- it was a very interesting uh, reveal. Um, and it would just... Like Sergio said, it it was very much '90s, you know, the whole sex sells. Let's mm. get some butt cheeks out there. Uh, let's you know, just all that, the bikinis, everything, you know, the stalt, tall, t- statuesque women. Um, let's let's sell that. But you could tell that they were having fun writing those those uh, those stories. And at the end of the day, if you're entertained and you enjoy that read. That's, you know, it just, it was disappointing to me that we didn't get it, you know, canon because it was a very, they went all kinds of places yep. um, that I would have liked to see, have seen uh, going forward. Well said. I'm, I'm glad we got some differing takes on these. Um, well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back. We are going to dive into the meat of this episode, and that is the IDW run. 
So stay tuned, Shredheads. This episode of Tomes of Evil has been brought to you by Foot Brand Gummy Worms. You won't believe the sour taste will leave in your mouth. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Sergio from Reality Breached. We've got a bunch of different podcasts over on our network at realitybreached.com, and one of my favorites is Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. Shellheads is a deep dive into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in ways you've never heard before. From the early comic days to the current Nick show, nothing is off limits. Jeff from the Warp Zone Arcade joins me to binge watch and power read through a comprehensive library of TMNT fandom. Check Shellheads out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more details, visit realitybreached.com. You know, I, I didn't know until yesterday that there were other TMNT podcasts. What are you uh, talking about, Willis? <laughs> I I was on uh, Twitter and I was uh, you know posting about Shredder and um, I saw a there there is a uh, podcast by the name of Turtle Recall. Oh, that's good. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> but I think they just watch uh, the '87 cartoon. That's all they do. Oh, um, and. Uh, there was one that was TMNT Minute. Uh, I guess it's one of those stupid podcasts where you only watch a minute of something and talk about it. Oh, uh, no. Uh, what? Uh, what? That's actually quite a subgenre in podcasts. Like, there's, no. There's one where they watch literally a minute of something, talk about it, and then the next episode they do another minute. That hurts my soul. Yeah, what? And I'm not making this up. I listened to one and it was awful. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no. I, I'm a firm believer that your podcast should not be longer than like the amount of stuff you watched. Right. So, like, if the if the if the movie is an hour and a half or two hours, your podcast shouldn't be three hours long. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So they're basically doing, I, I think these episodes, because they pause them and they talk, I think these episodes end up being like 20 minutes. So yeah. they're turning one minute of footage into 20 minutes. Um, the one that I had come across first that did this was uh, Star Wars. Um, but the one that I actually listened to and I... I actually listened to a couple just so I could get a feel for it was Planet of the Apes and let me tell you something (laughs) not much happens minute to minute in Planet of the Apes okay you're right I recently watched those movies like you can sum up the entire plot of a Planet of the Apes movie in like eight sentences yeah Mm -hmm. The, the, the first episode of the first, uh, the first Planet of the Apes in a Minute thing or whatever, it was just like, yeah, Chuck Heston's looking out the window. He's talking. <laughs> oh my word! Oh wow! Ow! <laughs> I'm like, come on! Wow. I, I gotta this, stop this. <laughs> this counts as content, guys. Yeah, it counts. 
What do you think Charleston Heston's thinking right here? Do you think he's thinking about guns? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good. We can go back to work now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about IDW. Um, uh, by far the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Grandiose uh, Turtles uh, series. Because it literally takes from every other Turtles uh, incarnation. All the way from Mirage, 2K3... Uh, you know, it takes from everything. The 87 cartoon. Yep. I even have a theory that I mentioned to Sergio earlier that it takes from Next Mutation. Uh, but, uh... I refuse to admit that. (laughs) (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) You're you're on thin ice, Russell. Watch it. No, uh, no. (laughs) Our story with a shredder uh, starts well before Orokusaki was even born. Uh, this is uh, the story of Takeshi, Takeshi Tatsu. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> now, now, before Jeff, a lot of this you probably haven't read. So, spoiler alert. Yeah, big mass, yeah. big massive spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, spoil away. Yeah, yeah, because Justin's only read one. Of these, yeah. So oh. this is all going to be new to him, except yeah. for uh, the stuff that was in TMNT number five. Uh, yeah, I did read that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Takeshi Tatsu was like this warlord um, type warrior, and um, his clan had enough of him and was planning to assassinate him. Well, being the that he was he took him out but he was pretty roughed up and he came across a witch by the name of kitsune kitsune is japanese for fox so she often takes the form of a fox anyway um uh she uh restores takeshi Tatsu, however you want to call it. I know Japanese culture usually say the last name is their first name, so. Um, and for. She gives them this mysterious green liquid. I wonder what that could be. Uh, and. Um, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Surge. <Excelsior>. Surge. <laughs> I'll, I'll go off eBay. I'll go one step further. It's amp. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so he restores, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, the elixir restores Takeshi Tatsu back to his, uh, you know, normal state. He's not dying anymore, and this kind of continues for hundreds of years. As they lead their new clan known as the Foot, complete with some gummy worms, apparently. Um, but uh, 
they uh, they rule the uh, I guess their sector of Japan for uh, a couple centuries until the Foot Clan is like, all right, we got to take this guy out. And uh, leading the charge is a man by the name of Oroku Maji. Huh, Oroku Maji. <laughs> so uh, they uh, they ambush. Uh, Tatsu, they kill him, but Kitsune puts a curse on them that uh, Tatsu's soul will return uh, and cause havoc on everyone. Well, Oroku Maji has a son named Oroku Saki. And I've heard of that guy. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Aroku Saki uh, basically is immediately, well, not immediately, he's like a kid, so they say, hey, this guy has Tatsu's soul in him, so he's going to be bad. But he can be good if you teach him right. Well, obviously his dad didn't teach him right, or he's just inherently evil because he grows up to be a little sh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beep that out for your feed. No, uh, uh, we're using technical terms today. Okay. <laughs> you're not Willy Wonka because you're not sugar coating. No, I'm not. He uh, he's a well. I could have used another word, but um, I think the one I used is fine. <laughs> but Oroku uh, um, Saki constantly feels like he is being held down. Like, he, he's so much better than the Foot Clan will allow him to be. Uh, that typical scenario, almost like a Draco Malfoy, uh, if you want a Harry Potter reference out of, out of nowhere. Um, but, <laughs> um, well, Kitsune comes to him and is like, Hey, there, you need to find this book that's uh, in your house. <laughs> and, uh... He goes and discovers uh, the uh, what's it called? The um, we're just gonna call the it the Necronomicon. Yeah, I wish uh, that'd be a much <laughs> different um, story than. Um, I cannot remember the name of that book, but I know the book you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's bas basically the secrets of the Foot Clan. I think it. I think it is the secret history of the Foot Clan book, uh, but. Uh, I thought it was how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> it's entitled The Soul of the Foot. <laughs> that's, okay, that's... And the winner is Justin. <laughs> I couldn't resist, sorry. Better than the fungus of the foot. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, he finds the book, and he learns all about uh, Takeshi Tatsu, and that he has the soul of this ancient warrior in him. He is the dragon warrior. That'll come into play later. And um, so basically, Kitsune, you know, uh, influences Saki a great deal. Saki eventually... Uh, murders um, his master 
and his father. And he takes over the Foot Clan. And his uh, clan brother, Hamato Yoshi, uh, reluctantly just, um, you know, accepts this. He, th he seems to uh, kind of imply that Yoshi feels like there's something going on, but Saki, even though he is a brat, is his friend. Uh, maybe more than his friend, his brother, really. Um, some time pass, and Saki becomes more and more malicious. Um, he starts to do things just in the name of cruelty, rather than, you know, getting the job done. You might even say it was dishonorable, which in Japanese culture is a huge no-no. Never want to be dishonorable. Um, so Yoshi uh, leaves. He says, I've had enough of this. I'm gone. And uh, basically from that moment forward, Yoshi is marked for death. Saki and the Foot Clan uh, go to Yoshi's house and they kill Tang Shin, much like the original origin. But they sure take it a step further in this one, don't they, guys? <laughs> because Oh, they do. Because Yoshi has four sons. Uh, conveniently, they're all color-coded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was for our benefit. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, some, they, they do... Saki and his... Or not Saki, I'm sorry. Yoshi and his sons are on the run for, I think, 11 years is what they say. But um, Saki eventually catches up with them, looking more like the Shredder now. He has not officially taken the name, but he looks like a feudal version of the Shredder. And he executes Yoshi and his four sons, but he makes sure to execute the four sons first so Yoshi can watch. Well, Yoshi vows that somehow, some way, he is going to kill Saki. I forgot to mention that Tang Shin... Uh, begged Yoshi not to take revenge. Just take care of our sons. Don't worry about killing Saki. And literally, Yoshi's line is, My beloved wife, I love you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that that brings us... That's the end of the uh, the feudal era for now. There's some more stuff that will fill in... Uh, momentarily, but uh, just wanted to stop right here and get everyone's thoughts on the story thus far. Um, it goes without saying that this is the most uh, in-depth uh, version of the Shredder. Would you guys agree? Yes. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Um, and and the turtles being. Um, like resurrected versions of their Japanese selves mm -hmm. allows this version of the Shredder to be like extra cruel. Yep. It is. It, you, you can't really justify the Shredder murdering children. No, you can't. In any other story, but this one, it kind of fits. Yep. It also makes the Yoshi Saki rivalry even more personal. 
It was yeah. bad. It was bad enough that he killed his wife. Now he's killed his wife and his kids. So, uh, yeah. And I I know that some people don't like it. Some people do. I love that the turtles and Splinter are reincarnated of Yoshi and his sons. I I love that plot point. It adds a little bit of mysticism to the science fiction, which. Mm-hmm. Turtles has always balanced mysticism and science fiction. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Justin, well, what do you think so far? Because you're, you're the... Yeah. yeah. yeah I, the, the part with the kids definitely surprised me. I was like, no, he's not going to kill all four of the kids. He did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a big surprise, but I loved it. I thought, wow, it's... I guess they're going for it here. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And the art's great. Oh, I, yeah. I can't say enough good things about this artwork. It's really phenomenal. Yep. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts? Um, at that point, I had kind of gotten out of Turtles, and then I had a friend that was like, not Sergio, but someone else that was like really big into him, and he was like, oh, the dude, the, these... The new run is garbage. Don't, you know, don't read it. So I just, I was like, kind of never got into it. But then when we started doing Shellheads, I started reading it. <laughs> it was stupid because these are really freaking good. Like, yeah. like you said, they, they combined everything into one and just did a, a deeper character dive. And, you know, this iteration making it distinctively different from any of the other ones while still being familiar i think this version of the shredder is is one of the most ambitious and robust versions um and cold-blooded oh yeah you know killing children that's one of the worst things you can do yep and uh i just think it's hilarious jeff that you have a friend named not sergio (laughs) (laughs) anyway so Kitsune and Saki's reign of terror would commence um, Kitsune is still getting this ooze yes it's the ooze everybody um, the mutagen from a uh a uh, deity that they are affectionately calling the Iron Demon. So, uh, Kitsune is trying to eventually find it to where she can stop giving him the ooze and, you know, he can just be immortal. Well, we come to find out that she's getting this ooze from the Iron Demon who turns out to be Krang. What What a twist that was. That Krang was the Iron Demon supplying the ooze, which makes perfect sense, um, because the ooze comes from Dimension X. Um, the Shredder eventually uh, uh, they set up this uh, ambush on Krang, and they completely annihilate him, but like kick him back through his portal and then blow the portal up but they keep the ooze. And, um, 
Kitsune tells them that you have to drink this and then commit seppuku or ritual suicide and you will be immortal and uh, you will get awakened to a city of lights in the future. Well, that's exactly what happens because uh, Karai, Oroku Karai, a descendant of Saki and the current uh, leader of the Foot Clan, finds the tomb holding the shredder and wakes him up. And we're in modern-day New York now. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm leaving some little tidbits out because I really want to, want people to read this. But this is the gist of it. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about them tying Krang into this feudal uh, Japan situation? I love that because... Uh, Krang was always one of my favorites from from the old stuff. Um, a, a, a unrelated question about him: Did they did they ever talk more about Krang in the series? I mean, did he return? And did they? Oh, more? Krang is probably the main villain of the whole series. I would have. Oh, okay. Super. Yeah. It, I, I always wish that they had gone into more detail about his background. Oh, yeah. they do. They do. Oh, they, yeah, they, they very nice. much do. It's great, too. It's really great. Um, yeah. he's, not a, he's not a pushover, either. He's just like a total... Yeah. Just... Not a demon, but like, you know, he's 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 rather terrifying. Right. Mm, nice. Now, see, in this, and, and also a sympathetic character, like yep. he, he he's driven by altruistic act, like goals. Yep. Mm. I was always curious about him because he always talked about how he was exiled, exiled. Well, who exiled him and why? What did he do? You know, I was always curious about that. So yeah, that was just a, a little question I had. But thank you. Well, yeah, I, I was excited I, to read more about it. I had that answer without giving it too much away. He he returned videotapes without rewinding them. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> That is uh, a cardinal sin. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. The, the Krang says you will be kind and rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But, <laughs> that was good. That's, that's why Blockbuster no longer exists, because Krang put him out of business. Mm. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, um, that seems like a plan that he would have. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, would, Sergio, would you say that Krang... I don't want to say he's the main villain, because like it, it's kind of like there's two main villains, much like there was in the 87 cartoon, where Shredder is kind of the personal vendetta villain, and Krang is the I'm-going-to-blow-up-the-earth villain. Mm. So... Um, I, I would say... Th this series does a really good job of rotating villains in and out. Yeah. The, 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 there really isn't too many situations where the turtles are just just getting attacked from you know six different sides because all the bad guys will be bad at the same time. Right. No, it, they, they they do a really good job of rotating in and out. So yeah, calling Krang the main villain may be an overstatement. Yeah, there's really but, there's really but, three. But he, he, yeah, there's three main villains in the at least the first fifty issues of IDW. There's Krang, Shredder, and Baxter. But yep. um, Baxter is kind of 
if go back and listen to our episode on Baxter because uh, that was an interesting character as well. Um, and Sergio's favorite, I might add. Uh, I love oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. But yeah, uh, agree. Um, so let's continue here. We're in modern day New York. Um, we get into the the uh, we'll briefly go over the IDW uh, version of the turtles here. Like we mentioned, they are reincarnated. The Yoshi is reincarnated as a rat, and his four sons are reincarnated as four baby turtles. And nice. <laughs> um, they uh, they are given some. What is that? The, the uh, it makes their it makes them smarter. Um, they they psycho. Oh God. Um, psychotropic psychotropic drugs <laughs> yes and, wow. yes it makes them more intelligent and then of course uh they fall into the ooze i'm leaving a bunch out because like go read this okay um uh they become the the turtles that we know um they it only takes them a year to learn ninjutsu <laughs> um wow. Because of the psychotropic uh, uh, Deus Ex Machina, there. Uh, yeah, and uh, if I'm being honest, like that is really the only hole in the plot for the IDW stuff. Is everything moves at such a fast pace, right? You know, like I guess there's an argument to be made that they carried a lot of that knowledge over from their human childhood, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. They're still moving breakneck speed through tr- you know, becoming teenagers and learning ninjutsu. Yep. Well, um, Shredder, uh, obviously on a quest for power, as Shredder is one to do, um, he starts uh, doing what the Foot Clan's known for, and that's like seedy underworld drama, while also... They uh, they're trying to steal some tech from uh, Stockgen, which therefore is stealing tech from Krang. Um, but they come across the turtles and Splinter, and this is when it's revealed that well, I'm the Splinter is Hamato Yoshi, the Shredder is what? indeed. Shredder is indeed a Rokusaki, and these these ancient rivals have come face to face again. Shredder actually offers Splinter a uh, spot in the Foot Clan, but uh, he denies. And uh, Splinter has to go through this gauntlet. I believe on your episode you referred to this as mini bosses, uh, <laughs> yep. but. Yep. Um, <laughs> Until he finally comes up against uh, the Shredder. Um, it's kind of a, you know, a classic fight. But then the Turtles show up, and they take Shredder by surprise. And uh, he is defeated, but not necessarily down and out. Because he's still standing when they leave. But he is, he's, uh, he's beat up. And um, that pretty much right there is when Shredder's like, yeah, these guys have got to go. But that Leonardo guy, I got my eyes on him. So, 
The Shredder has a very interesting relationship with his granddaughter, who is Karai. And that she is constantly trying to, you know, work her way up to being uh, Shredder's Chunin, or his second-in-command. And he's constantly, like, belittling her, putting her down, saying she's not good enough, and that he has eyes on someone else to be his Chunin, which is Leonardo. Um... Around this time, Shredder and the Foot Clan uh, find a professor who has studied the history of the Foot, and he has uh, some of the book um, that we mentioned earlier, not the Necronomicon. And it seems like Shredder is slowly building this plan because there for a bit, the turtles go off to Dimension X and fight Krang, and we don't see Shredder for a while. Um, that's what Sergio was kind of saying when the villains kind of weave in and out. Mm-hmm. But we finally get to the big... Uh, no, not yet. There's there's a scuffle over the book. Um, Casey Jones shows up. You, I think you'd love this version of Casey Jones, uh, Justin. He's, oh, nice. He's a younger version um, a college student in this. Um, oh yeah, I think I briefly saw him in issue number five. There yeah. maybe was a one-page excerpt where he was, I think, introduced or something. Maybe yeah. So the Shredder's henchmen includes, of course, Karai. Uh, there is a mutant fox by the name of Alopex. Um, Shredder is involved in her origin too, but we won't go too far into that. And Karai has also taken it upon herself to steal some mutagen and turn these two random thugs that she meets into... Well, actually, they have to go through a trial, and they win, and that's how they become mutants. They become Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, so the Foot's got some uh, formidable, uh, you know, uh, reinforcements. Uh, so let's, let's take a little stop there. Um... Sergio, anything you want to add? Anything I missed so far? Uh, I don't think there's really anything that you missed. Uh, I, I think it should be noted that um, Bebop and Rocksteady, the, the version of them in this, like, chef kiss. Yes. Like, yeah. they, they are a beautiful blend of, like, stupidity and blind allegiance. Mm-hmm. That the original cartoon only hinted at, th this one just completely commits, and they, they're they just giant brutes that are too stupid to know that they're ruining everything. Yeah. And uh, they kind of don't work for the Shredder. No. Like, they work for Karai, which kind of subverts a lot of stuff. Uh, ultimately, they just want to be part of the Foot Clan because they think it's cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's so cool to me. Yeah. That's that's just really cool. I I love their uh, interpretation in this. Uh, I love how they they do always say it's like we got to do this for Shredder and I'm thinking you've never even met Shredder. <laughs> 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 and uh so Jeff, uh anything you want to add? Um 
you know, just like what Sergio said, like, you know, with the the introduction of Bebop and Rocksteady in this, you know, being, you know, one of the best, um, it literally is the best, you know, uh, yeah. to me. Um, and this version of the Shredder is definitely one of my top favorites. Um, just because in certain other iterations, his goals weren't really just any anything like it was just like hey i'm a bad guy we're gonna defeat the turtles blah 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 he has ambition mm-hmm. in this yeah and so that i think that makes it for a much more exciting and entertaining read yep. um and um it's you know it, i i want to see more of this type of the version of the shredder going forward in other media Oh, yeah. Like I want to see it in the shows. I want to see it in 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 the films, um, you know. Or well, we, we we've had them in the films already. But you know, if we get a a version that's close to this, uh, I think that would be really really special. Yeah, Justin, what do you think so far? I'm I'm definitely interested in this run, and I'm I'm excited to read some more of this. I really am. I think based upon what you guys have said, it's it sounds like probably the most successful version of the Ninja Turtles in a comic book form so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would agree that this even trumps the uh, Mirage comics. Mm. Uh, it seems like it's more fleshed out, like the characters are more yeah. fleshed out and, and more varied. and Yeah, I like that. Um, Shredder, uh, thanks to uh, the uh, uh, finding the book and the professor who knows about the Foot Clan finds and resurrects Kitsune. So now we have this this ancient witch on the Foot Clan side as well. And the plan goes into place here. The Foot set a trap for the turtles. Casey Jones arrives, tries to attack the Shredder, and uh, uh, Shredder guts him. Literally yep. impales Casey Jones right in the guts with his claws, leaves him for dead. Raphael goes into a rage. During the scuffle, Karai knocks out Leonardo and they kidnap him. So while everyone's trying to rush and help Casey and take him to the hospital, the foot are literally brainwashing Leonardo. They uh, make Leonardo believe that Shredder is his true master, his true father, and that Yoshi and the Turtles are... Uh, well, he, he make, they make him believe that the Turtles, his brothers, are dead, and that uh, Splinter is this deceiver that uh, caused their deaths. So Leonardo becomes Shredder's Chunin. He becomes the second in command, the the main, uh, the hand of the king, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that doesn't go over well with the turtles. Uh, but, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of my timeline of events here. Uh, he, Leonardo stays a member of the Foot Clan for a good chunk, doesn't he? Like, 
Uh, um, for most of City Fall, yeah. yeah, like City Fall is is the tale of Leo on the other side. Yeah, during the story, we also see Shredder um, take out the rival French ninja clan, the Savat, by uh, decapitating their leader in front of everybody. Mm. Um. And that's kind of where the final battle goes down. Uh, well, the final battle for now. Um, Leo uh, has a big... The, the Foot Clan have taken over this like theater. And I can't remember exactly why they're there other than they, they cut off... <laughs> they cut off the Savat leader's head. And um, the turtles show up along with uh, Slash... And old Hob, we hadn't mentioned them yet, but they are pivotal to this part of the story. Um, big old fight goes down. Shredder and Splinter get some action against each other. But I think the real story here is Leo and Raph have their fight, which they always tend to have. And uh, some sense is kind of knocked back into Leo. Um... But not before Splinter almost dies, thanks to the Shredder, but he's saved by Alopex the Fox. Alopex has finally decided that the Shredder is evil and she is turning on her master because uh, Shredder actually killed uh, Alopex's family and burnt down her entire forest. Um... Again, I'm 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 kind of jumping around here. I'm trying to get through this as I'm trying to give as much information as quickly as possible. But uh, well, well, Russ, you you, you missed the fact that uh, before any of this happened, his original plan was to put on a brand new production of Hello Dolly. Oh yes, how could I forget? <laughs> how evil! That's sinister. Uh. I thought he was going to perform his number from coming out of their shells. That too. Uh, uh, that was the finisher. <laughs> but uh, so this uh, this sends the turtles to um, Northampton. Uh, Woohoo! Yes, Leonardo must recover from his brainwashing. Oh, Sh I forgot to mention the Shredder broke Splinter's leg. Um. So all the turtles have to recover. The foot have to kind of, you know, reconvene. And Shredder is actually very proud of Karai and makes him, or makes her, his new tunin. Shredder says that all along it's been a test for Karai. I don't know how much of that is true, but with Shredder... None of, none of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... The next time we really see Shredder, he's going to a little place called Burno Island. And he's having a business meeting with Krang. And uh, this, this issue does a really great job of making you think that Shredder and Krang are going to team up. That is not what happens at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, this is where we're getting into spoiler ter- uh, territory for for Jeff. I don't think he's gotten this far, but yeah, sorry, sorry, Jeff, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I already know they opened up a, a, a very successful chain of uh, TGI Fridays. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but no, no, to 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 back you up on that, that issue where Krang and Shredder like officially meet in the present day. Is a standout issue. Oh yeah, because because it is it is done it is crafted so well to make you think. Okay, this is going to be like the '87 show. Finally, right. yep. Krang and Shredder are going to team up, and the turtles are screwed. And then it turns into an all-out war between them. Yep. Even the co- even the cover is them uh, looking like they're about to shake hands. Yeah, and. And what I also love about this is that they're constantly one-upping each other. Like, for every move that Krang has, Shredder has an answer and vice versa. Uh, Like, they're much more on an even playing field than I feel like they were in the 87 cartoon. Because after a while, Shredder just kind of became one of Krang's henchmen in the 87 cartoon. Um... Anyway, so needless to say, their negotiations don't go well. <laughs> Krang, uh, <laughs> so Shredder and Krang are sitting at the table. They mention that, hey, uh, Shredder, you uh, you blew my ass up back in feudal Japan, and I'm kind of upset about it. Uh, and then your granddaughter came in and stole ooze and killed some of my species, and I'm upset about that. And Shredder's like, oh, yeah, but you're going to need some protection when you uh, terraform the entire Earth. And Krang's like, no, I don't. (laughs) So uh, Krang just decides that he's going to shove his entire fist into Shredder's chest and uh, kills him. But uh, that wasn't the Shredder. Uh... (laughs) Shredder was actually one of the foot ninja standing in the background, and uh, they he killed a, a Doctor Doom. He he totally did. Yeah. Um, they have a big fight. Um, lots of explosions. Uh, Krang's cruise ship goes down. <laughs> uh, this is when we get introduced to Bludgeon, the mutant shark. And uh, what what's the bird's name? I always forget her name. Is it Koya? Koya, yeah. I love Koya. Yeah, she's great. Um, well, they uh, Shredder uh, successfully gets out of there. Krang is not happy. So now we have a three-way war. We have Team Krang, Team Shredder, and Team Turtles. This New York City ain't ready for this. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so that leads us into a very pivotal story where uh, Shredder um, and Donatello have an agreement. Because Donatello has been kind of, uh, he's been on. He's been arguing with Splinter. Splinter believes that we need to defeat the Shredder, get him out of the way. He's trying to kill us all. 
And Donatello being logical is like, okay, but Shredder's just a dude and Krang is literally going to terraform the entire Earth. We need to stop him. Priorities, man. Priorities. Yes. Yeah. See, like, yeah, I'm 100% on Donatello's side seeing this, but at the same time, I get that Splinter has this, you know, hatred in his heart. This man literally murdered his sons in front of him. And his wife. So... I see both sides. I'm kind of in Leo's situation where he's kind of playing both sides of the field. Um, but Shredder and Donatello uh, reach an agreement where uh, Donatello and his uh, friend Kirby Fan, who uh, I'm, his real name is slipping my mind. Is it Doctor? Uh... Oh, what's his name? Harold. Harold. Um, they built a uh, teleporter, and they send the Foot Clan to Burno Island, which is where Krang's hideout is, but they leave Bebop and Rock City behind. And Shredder tells them if there's any sign of treachery, Bebop and Rock City are going to take care of Donatello. Meanwhile, the other Turtles and Splinter um, are heading to... Uh, Krang's base to try to take the Technodrome offline because the Technodrome is what Krang is using to terraform, obviously. Shredder and Krang meet on the battlefield. Their armies collide. But uh, Shredder's just a dude at the end of the day and he kind of gets a beating from Krang. Um... Krang uh, tells them that there's uh, the turtles are there. There's been some treachery. So Shredder commands Bebop and Rocksteady to kill Donatello. And they do, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when Donatello kind of dies, it made national news. It really did. I remember seeing that and freaking out. I was like, what? Yep. They broke his shell. Uh, that was grotesque. They didn't really show it, but they showed, They did show some blood. Um, it, it, was, it hit me hard, because Donnie is my favorite turtle. And uh, I, lo he's, I love him in this series so much. I love Donatello's kind of arc of going from this like logical non-believer to slowly being more uh, open to these mystical ideas um, because you I, know, I, I, I totally understand you it, it hitting you hard but it did hit Donatello harder that, 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 that's, that's for sure <laughs> he knocked his shell off uh, but uh, so we find out the next issue that oh my god Donatello's still alive but barely so they put his consciousness inside Metalhead. Oh, yeah, Metalhead. Yeah, which is one of Jeff's favorites. Oh, yes. Um, this version of Metalhead is very small, though. Uh, oh. <laughs> he's like... Uh, mini, mini Metalhead. Mini Metalhead, yeah. Anyway. So... I believe the next story arc is just... Story arc is simply just called... Revenge. <laughs> so, 
So the shredder, um, you know, is at large. We he, the Foot Clan think he's dead because uh, Koya and Bludgeon uh, evacuated the island without him because they thought he was dead. So Karai takes over the Foot Clan. Turns out it was Baxter Stockman who took in the Shredder. And uh, Stockman and Shredder come up with this plan to kill the Turtles. Um, they use Flyborgs. Gotta have the fly theme with Baxter. Um, mm. And it almost works until Karai disobeys the Shredder. Karai takes out the Foot Ninja. They help the Turtles fight off the Flyborgs. Because they're tired of these outsiders coming in and helping the Shredder. And they feel like Saki has lost sight of what's truly important and what's honorable. So, Splinter and the Turtles arrive at Shredder's uh, hideout. And they accept a, uh, a uh, trial of combat known as the Gauntlet. Where basically, uh, Shredder and Splinter both pick uh, four, I think it's four or five, um, fighters. And they have a, uh, a Survivor Series match. Um, but <laughs> but uh, um, basically, uh, they have their henchmen fight. It's cool. You got Bebop and Rocksteady and um, Koya and Bludgeon. And then you have... The four turtles. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the turtles manage to, you know, defeat the mutants. And it comes down to Splinter and Shredder. And Shredder says, I want to fight on where else but the rooftop. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> so, the rules are that Shredder got to pick the arena, but... The turtles get to help, or they get to fight Shredder first. And this plays out more like the 1990 movie. Oh, well, actually, no, it doesn't. Let, let, let me, okay. So, the turtles are not pushovers. They're, they're getting some shots in on the Shredder. But the Shredder is still too much for them. Like, they're getting some good blows in, but Shredder is like, he's 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 fighting with all he's got. And the Turtles can't beat him, so Splinter steps in. And they have their big fight, and it looks like even Shredder is too much for Hamato Yoshi, because with every, every strike, Shredder gives it back tenfold. But then, just out of nowhere... Splinter with his katana does the classic samurai move where he kind of swooshes back past Shredder real fast, going through him. Mm. Shredder falls to his knees. He's like, how did this happen? Splinter quotes the 1990 movie saying, death comes to us all. <laughs> and this is when the Shredder takes a very meaningful turn. The Shredder atones for his sins. 
In his last moments, the Shredder does the honorable thing. He apologizes to the Turtles. He apologizes to his granddaughter, Karai. And he even makes amends with Yoshi. And they once again call each other brother. Splinter then cuts his head off. Uh, which is, that is the traditional samurai death. Even though these aren't samurai, these are ninjas. Uh, wow. When I read this, I thought it was perfect. Uh, yeah, it's very, yeah, absolutely. It's very touching. Um, and a, <clears throat> a very different take on Shredder's death than him just falling off a building. Uh, so, uh, you want to add anything to that, Sergio? Uh, no, but I, I, not story-wise, but I do want to talk about, like, this is the, the, the only time in Turtles history that Shredder has gotten a legitimate story arc. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it, it, it's, you know, you have the beginning and you have an end. Sure, there is more later, but... This 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 brings some finality to the, the the tale of the turtles being, you know, murdered in feudal Japan and resurrect, you know, reincarnated into these turtle bodies. Like everything, kind of led up to this this issue number fifty, and it, it was a, it was a milestone issue. It was a milestone story. Uh, it, it's I might be wrong, but this is the first time Splinter has just straight up murdered Shredder? Mm, yeah. I mean, Am I wrong? Unless you, you don't, ca- like, unless you count throwing him in the garbage disposal. Or the he gar- dropped him. <laughs> Dropping him and de- decapitating him are two different things. Well, actually, it was Shredder that caused himself to fall into the dumpster. So, uh, and, and technically, Casey Jones did the dumpstering. So. Yes, that's true. Uh, so... so to, to see the revenge play out kind of the way it should yep it, w- it was was cathartic for someone who's been following the turtles for as long as I have oh yeah Jeff uh, I know you you haven't gotten here yet uh, but your thoughts on what you just heard <laughs> holy crap uh, <laughs> 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 That's about. That's all I got. Like, what? Uh, and Justin, how about you? Pretty much the same. Yeah. Wow. No, that's a big surprise. But yeah, um, it sounds like it's a really fantastic story. Yeah. And uh, guess what, folks? Shredder's story's not done. <laughs> Because the next time we see the Shredder is in... He's a, a shark again. Yes! No. Uh, it's a miniseries <laughs> called Shredder in Hell. So technically he is dead. Yes. He is dead. Yes. He is dead. But there is the problem that, hey, you know, my body is immortal, so I will come back at some point. But Splinter's kind of smart about that in that... <laughs> The head is not with the body, so he's incomplete. Um, Shredder in Hell is a beautiful, not only visually, but also story-wise, is an absolutely beautiful tale of 
Shredder, Orokusaki's, you know, turn into the, I'll, I'll say it, turn into the light. He, uh, he's atoning for everything he's done in his life. Uh, Splinter is there kind of in an astral form to help guide him through these. He, they're trying to find this garden, this forest that they always talked about when they were kids. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful story. I won't give too much away because, like I said, I want everybody to read it, even though I just spoiled issue 50 for everyone. <laughs> but uh, uh, basically... Um, Shredder finds out that Kitsune never really loved him, but then we find out that she totally did love him, and that's why she is kind of hesitant about bringing forth this dragon god that the Shredder has been storing inside his body this entire time. The one she put there. Mm-hmm, which is her dad, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... This is the moment where I texted uh, Sergio and was like, this is the Dragon Lord of IDW, right? No, 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 yeah. no, it's not. Yes, it is. No. He even has yellow skin, Sergio. It's him. No, no. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Mateus Santaloco. I'm going to, I'm going to DM him so hard. <laughs> Listen to me. Is this is this a next mutation reference? Just say yes, so I can rub it in Sergio's face. Oh no, no, no! D d let me have this, man. <laughs> they literally have covered every turtle thing. They have to have something from Next Mutation in there. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they. No, that's the, that's that's the secret. Is you don't. <laughs> Well, they did do a uh, fifth turtle, and it was a female, but it was not Venus de Milo, so... That's true. I guess that's your next mutation reference, even though they changed the name. Uh, yeah. But, uh, anyway. So, we get this absolutely amazing sequence of the Shredder fighting a dragon in hell. He gets imbued with the power of this uh, other goddess named the Dreamer. And he turns into this giant, almost like uh, Indian culture uh, deity with shredder armor. And he fights this dragon god with armor. It's really cool. <laughs> the whole thing is like a fever dream. It like, it's, it's really, really cool, and, and it and it and it weaves directly into like the giant climax of issue one hundred. Yeah, which yeah. I'm not going to reveal. Oh, that's the only thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. We'll we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll talk about it. You know what? You know what, Sergio? I'll let you have it. Why don't you tell us what happens? I'm not, well, I'm not going to tell you tell tell everyone like the fine details of what happens in 101. Okay. I want to talk specifically about the, like the repercussions of the the Shredder character. Yeah. Because you you alluded to uh, the, the the fact that Takeshi Tatsu's like soul 
is has kind of been passed down into Shredder's body. And that soul is intricately tied to this dragon that Kitsune is, is, is was hesitant to resurrect, which is also her father, which is a, a whole other branch of the story we're not going to talk about. I say all of those things to say that all of these evil traits and all of the, the actions that the Shredder has been doing through basically the entire run can kind of be passed off as a side effect of being possessed by the soul of his ancestors. Yeah. yeah. And the, the 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 outcome of issue 100 is you have an Oroku Saki that is just Oroku Saki. Mhm. He is no longer imbued with this 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 inherently evil dragon being. And he's able to go forth as this reflective, uh, like, somber ninja yep. as a person. And th- that's kind of where the story is right now. Like, again, I'm not going to go into the details of, of how all of that plays out, but he's just now, re- like, we're at issue, like, 120-something, 120-something, and he's now emerging into the turtles' lives and lives in a very different way than he's ever been, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it, like I'm not a huge fan of where the story is right now, but the the, the like the little sprinklings that we're getting of uh, the shredder in this new form is so it's like lightning. Like I need it, yeah, so bad because I've never seen this version of a Rokusaki, right. It is something different. It is something unique. And it's just... it's When I said it was a beautiful story, it really is. Like, his turn from his death through the afterlife to where he ends up, it's really, like, one of the best redemption stories you could possibly write. I don't know if I would even call it a redemption story. It, it's it, like it's 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 almost this. It's the story of someone escaping their like their their they're basically. It's it's a different cap- person. Yeah, they're held captive in their own body. Right. And it's 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 him finding his freedom. Right. I I see what you're saying. I do. Yeah. Um. Uh, like, I'm glad Sergio didn't give away the big spoiler, though, but, uh, um, my, my goal is to get current, uh, on the Turtles, which, you know, I'm, I'm just finished issue 50, and I skipped ahead to read Shredder in Hell, so, I got a while to go, but I want to get to issue 50 before this big, uh, thing that they teased on social media is coming down with another villain that I absolute love and who is fantastic in the IDW, but we won't talk about him right now. Um, well that wraps up IDW like main continuity, but I just wanted to briefly talk about Shredder's appearances in two notable crossovers. 
Uh, we'll talk about Batman TMNT first. Now, I I read I reread this this morning, and I have to admit, other than the absolutely fantastic art, I think the movie version does this story better. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Yep. Because and I and I'm not even a big fan of the art. Oh, to be honest. I actually really like the art. Um, I don't know who the artist was. Shame on me. But uh, I, I like the art a lot. Um, except for Batman. Batman looks weird. Um, I think the turtles look great, though. Um, yeah, in Batman, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's your typical... Well, both of these stories we're going to talk about are your typical fanfare crossovers. Um Shredder has went through a portal. He's in Gotham City. He's trying to take it over. The turtles are there. They're stuck there. If they stay too long, they're going to regenerate or degenerate back into regular turtles. Um, Shredder uh, forms an alliance, and a, well, I won't say forms an alliance. He's kind of forced into an alliance with uh, Ra's al Ghul, and. Uh, they turn all of the inmates of Arkham into mutants. Mute animals, if you will. <laughs> uh, wow. This is way more fleshed out in the movie. It's kind of just glossed over in this, in this story. Um, we also barely get any interaction between Shredder and Batman, which was a big part of the movie. They got two fight scenes. This one, they only get one kind of truncated one. Uh, it, it's like I said, if if you want to if you want to dive into the Batman TMNT story, watch the movie. Don't read. Now I haven't read the second and third and fourth crossover between them all, but this first one kind of was a miss for me as someone who loves both Batman and the Turtles. Uh, yeah. Sir, yeah. 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 We're gonna we're gonna cover those pretty soon uh, mm -hmm. on Shellheads, and uh, I, I will say that they find a really cool gimmick each time around. Yeah. Like, like each each set of 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 you know the, of books, they they find a way to say, oh, what if this Batman thing happened to the turtles, or right. what if they did this? Like, it, 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 they're really cool what if stories, but un unless you just have a real hankering to read them they're completely avoidable yeah yeah uh well let's talk about a crossover that is actually really fun uh bat or not batman gosh mighty Morphin power rangers teenage mutant Ninja turtles this one this one is also your stereotypical uh crossover with all the fan service all the things everyone wants to see but I think it's written so fantastically. Just the dialogue and how the Turtles and the Power Rangers interact is incredible. Especially when Donatello is asking Billy all these questions like, Are your powers mystical? Do they have science base? Oh, and how does that Green Ranger play that flute through a metal mask? That was gold. <laughs> uh, but uh, the highlight... Uh, of for me, for this story, and why we're here, uh, 
The Shredder becomes the Green Ranger. Oh, wow. And uh, he's more powerful than ever, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. Even has control of the Dragon Zord and all that. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. We get his, his uneasy alliance with Rita Repulsa. I really wish we could have seen him in Lord Zed. Maybe we will in a future sequel. Um, gonna happen. Gonna happen. I'm calling it. Or they'll they'll switch him out and it'll be Krang and Lord Zed instead of uh, Shredder and Rita. So, uh, but, um, anyway, really, really cool, fun story. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's like the it's there's not really much depth to it it is just a fun story and seeing green ranger shredder is really cool and now we get an action figure of him so uh anything you want to say about the uh power rangers turtles i'm gonna let jeff take this one because i i know this one really hit home for him yeah um just like you said russ like it was just a fun read you yep. know, and it was like very much like if this had been an original crossover, like on television, it it would have worked way better. Of course, the budget would have been through the roof. Yeah. Um, I mean, this could have been you know a movie, um, or you know it could have worked on an you know an, an animated series. I'd love to see an animated movie. Oh, me this. too. Me too. If we got if we got Batman and, and Turtles movie, which. Where 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 are the shell or, or movies two three and four right? They'd be getting on that now, because <laughs> um, we need them. Um, so so needy. Hey <laughs> hey, this hey. is this is Mister Super Sentai you're talking to here. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need more content. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it. It took everything about. I'll say about Power Rangers that made it a little bit more of a serious tone instead of yeah. the campiness. I mean, there's still campiness in it, yeah. but it, it felt more like if the show had been created in America, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it yeah. would have probably been, you know, that route. Um, so, you know, just like, like you said, Donatello's conversation with Billy, that was great. Um, but seeing uh, Green Ranger Shredder, like I can't, I can't wait to see what's because we're getting the sequel. Yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to see what's coming next. The figure looks great. I'm not too big a fan of the turtles' face sculpts. Yeah. Um, very cartoony. Just leave those, you know, ranger helmets on. Um. And uh, you know, this it was really really cool. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming next. I'm gonna. It, di- it, oh, go it should be noted. It should be noted that a sequel has not officially been announced. Right. They're teasing it. Yeah. Like, are they? Because they, they could have. Te- they they, they, they could have been teasing the uh, the action figures. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, we, maybe the figures sell well. We'll get a sequel. Uh, which I'm sure they're going to sell well because I've seen everyone talking about it, even people that don't talk about turtles. So. Yeah. Um. Just real quick, uh, I what I'm going to be diving into the Boom Power Rangers comics soon because I've heard that they're really good and they're much more mature than the show was, which I'm thankful for. Because going back 
and watching that show sometimes is a chore. Not as bad as Next Mutation or Big Bad Beetleborgs, but um, uh, Justin, do you have any experience with the Power Rangers? I don't actually. I I missed that one. Yeah, that one. yeah. You're probably better off. I would recommend Super Sentai more, just because it's more mature in in some of the takes, and yeah. like they deal with you know death and like you know there's blood, there's cussing, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, so it's not the 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 Diet Coke uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. series Power Rangers. Uh, is so they don't pander to their audience. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if you like Godzilla, Justin, I'd say you're going to like Super Sentai. So um, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll definitely check that out then. But uh, we're going to take one last break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up very quickly because we are running long. We're going to just take uh, <laughs> a few uh, a few little tidbits about the Shredder in other media. Um, so uh, stay tuned. The following announcement. Hey there, are you a fan of professional wrestling? Do you want to hear three idiots who've never worked in the wrestling business a day in their life talk about wrestling like it's their job? Well come on over to yet another, yes, another wrestling podcast. We're the Muscle Busters, just three regular guys and some special guests along the way, just watching some wrestling. We're going to offer you a variety of shows, including watch-alongs, commentaries, and wrestler-specific spotlights. So what do you have to lose? Come on over, because, you know, busting makes you feel good, right? Welcome back, everybody. We are going to wrap up our massive Shredder issue, or episode here, uh, with uh, some talk about his uh, appearances in other media, which this list is uh, pretty long here. <laughs> so, um, just, I won't say rapid fire, but we're going to kind of go through these pretty quickly. Um, of course, we have to start with the 87 cartoon. Which I'm just gonna go out and say it right up front. I love uh, I love James Avery, Uncle Phil, but this yeah, is Uncle Phil. This is one of my least favorite Shredders, by far. I hate I, I hate how pathetic he is. <laughs> <laughs> he he starts off pretty menacing, but he just slowly gets goofier and goofier and goofier, and I just it's not for me. So yeah, I'm at, him and Crank turn into like an old married couple yep. where they're constantly bickering at each other in every episode. It got pretty tired, yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll transition. Justin, any thoughts on the 87 Shredder uh, that you can remember? In the cartoon or the... Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Um, gosh, I think there was only one episode where he actually gave the the turtles a run for their money. It was when they were fighting in some museum. And it was him and Bebop and Rockstein. They were grabbing all these old antique weapons. And they actually gave the turtles a fight for their... They actually, I think they had them on the ropes, too. And then Krang was like, no, I want to kill them. 
Of course, um, of course. But I think that was the only time that he actually gave them, like, some trouble, yeah. But it was uh, Turtles on Trial. Turtles on Trial, yeah, and I love that. Great episode. episode, I love yeah. that. And the, I remember the animation in that one was above some of the other ones, too. But yeah, that was. I think that was the only one where he actually wasn't a chump the whole time. <laughs> The uh, the episode that I always remember, because it's probably the one I've seen the most, because uh, it was the only VHS tape that I had, was mm. when uh, Shredder and Michelangelo switch bodies. Oh, yeah, that's a good uh, one. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, well, uh, when it comes to the 87 cartoon, I think Jeff... Uh, is the expert of the four of us here. So, Jeff, thoughts on 87 Shredder? So, to kind of echo, you know, what you said, like, in the beginning, he was he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he was menacing. Um, and, you know, originally, the, the showrunners, uh, David Wise had wanted the show to be the exact opposite. They wanted it to be um, action-heavy, light comedy and then you see it in those first five episodes Mm. um which are the turtles are confident uh in their skills and they're you know going toe to toe you know with with the foot and everything um and uh avery just gave a a fantastic performance um and like justin said yeah he, he they got goofy but you know it was you know let's let's crank out as many episodes as we can type deal now he got uh better in the red sky season uh which i don't want to spoil anything but he did something very significant on saturday morning television that you didn't really see on tv at the time and i'm not going to give it away because you have to watch it because it's it's fantastic um i want to say i saw all of the 90s i know that all of the 80s cartoon on sale for like 24 dollars oh mm. I don't know if it's still available at twenty four dollars, but which, which season was that in? I don't. Remember. It was the uh, the Red Sky season, which was the um, I think it was seven uh, seven oh. eight. Was, was it Sergio? Was it seven eight nine and ten? Um, that sounds right. No, yeah. one of the one of those was the vacation season. Um. Oh boy. Well, I'll have to. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen any of those seasons. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not oh. familiar with that. Yeah, some of those seasons are only like six episodes long. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, eight, nine, and ten. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's more it's more action packed because the 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 you know the um the interest was you know not there anymore since you had X Men and Batman the animated series you know and Power kicking their you know butts in the rating so hey we need more action um but it it you know it's really good um yeah i kind of you know hate that they made him into a joke but um in the incredible is it the incredible shrinking turtles he gave them a run for their money in that as well and that that whole right. like arc trying to get those those stones those fragments um he got the better of them in a lot of those episodes, which was was, was kind of cool. Sergio, any uh, eighty seven Shredder thoughts? Uh not really. Um, 
he was he was what that show needed him to be. Yeah. Uh, for, for for it to exist as an '80s cartoon show, they needed the Shredder like that, and mm. he was the best at being that. Yeah. Um, let's move on to a version of the Shredder that is not a joke. Well, uh, probably, uh, it's a toss-up. Uh, you know what, I'll get to that when we get to our closing statements. But the 1990 film Shredder is, uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, he's not in it that much, but when he's on screen, he, uh, kind of commands the screen. He's very intimidating, and he looks like an updated version of the Mirage comic book page come to life. And uh, I, I, this is one of my all-time favorite movies. I think this movie has held up pretty well for what it is. Uh, and uh, I, I've rewatched this movie so many times. Um, so, Justin... Uh, do you, 1990 TMNT, any, uh, thoughts, uh, any memories? Oh, absolutely. I remember seeing this when I came out in the theater and unfortunately I, I vividly remember being sick with the flu at the time, but oh. I was so excited to see it that I went anyway. And I just, I remember like kind of being dizzy the whole time I was watching it. It was kind of hallucinatory, but <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And I, I remember buying it on VHS and just watching watching it to death. But yeah, I think that's my probably my favorite version of Shredders from that mm. film. I love how imposing and and I love how 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 good they made the costume look because it could have been really easy to make that look chintzy and and um, and really half-assed. But they, they they did a good job of that on the yeah. costume. Uh, yeah, it looked really nice. Props to that guy for being able to fight in that helmet, too. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that had to have been challenging. Um, yeah, uh, they. this is... We talked earlier about the Shredder kind of developing this, like, supernatural aura over time. And I feel like it started with this. Would you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because... Yeah. Like, just his big entrance. You get that drum playing, and you see a shadow kind of walking, and the big reveal, it's a shredder with that guitar riff squealing in the background. It's, it's, uh, oh, yeah, this, and not to mention he also steals one of Darth Vader's lines. Uh, this is your family. I am your father. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been practicing. Um, but uh, Sergio, uh, nineteen ninety Shredder. Uh, yeah, as you're saying, like that movie holds up better than it has any business holding up. Uh, <laughs> outside of a few dated jokes and eighties product or early nineties, late eighties production quality, mm-hmm. like. It stands up, and part of that is because it's so close to the comic. Yeah. Uh, and the Shredder's character being so close to what it was in the comic really benefits from that. Um, and, and you're right. That most children from my generation, or I'm assuming everyone here is around the same age, um, this was the first time we saw a Shredder that wasn't a joke. Mm-hmm. 
definitely. Yeah, you know, because because I didn't have the, those Mirage comics. I didn't know that existed. Most most kids didn't. But when they saw this Shredder, it was frightening. It was a kids movie, and this dude meant business. Yeah. Yep. So so it, the the effect that that Shredder has had on the rest of the Ninja Turtles lore is profound. For sure. Uh, Jeff, 1990 Shredder. I remember going to the theater to see the film with my sister. And I didn't quite know, you know, what to expect. Because at that point, all I knew was the cartoon. Mm -hmm. And watching everything unfold and then seeing the shredder on the screen for the first time that entrance i mean you know that what an entrance yeah as you said with the music and then the silhouette the camera angles everything that just was it was absolutely grandiose and you were you were terrified of this guy it's like i don't want to run into this guy in a dark alley no you know he will he will he'll he'll cut me up and then he'll probably steal my wallet um <laughs> Um, He'll let you play the narc arcade machine, though. He might. He might. <laughs> and and uh, buy and buy cigarettes from Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and as Sergio said, like this, this movie holds up extremely well, minus you know a few references, but it was it was very. I don't want to say unheard of, like comic adaptations were kind of like no no at Howard that time. Howard the Duck. <laughs> you know? Um yeah, there wasn't really anything. There was it was a huge gamble and no studios wanted to, to, to do this film, but it paid off in spades as probably one of the most faithful comic to screen adaptations that we've gotten in, in you know up until recently, you know, the last ten years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when they fought Shredder for the first time. You know, man, I, I was like on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Like, how is this no, you know? And it was, and you, you talked about props to the guy in the suit. Like that was all people from Golden Harvest. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, you know, who worked on you know hundreds of kung fu films, um, uh, and action films back in the day, and most and a lot notably like you know Jackie Chan films and and, and the latter. So, suit act, you know, kudos to suit actors, man, because it's it's not an easy job, yeah, uh, at all. But yeah, that was this. This is definitely my top uh, uh, favorite uh, version of the Shredder, and we finally got an action figure out of it. Oh yeah, and while the action figure has some problems, I love that figure so much. Uh, I the just face, the big one, the big one, the face sculpt is kind of janky, but the yeah. mitt, the small one, is much better. Yeah, the, I, I don't have the big one. I have the small one. Um, I have the small one thanks to Sergio, who uh, nagged at our local Walmart the other day. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, because apparently all that stuff is coming back into stores, according to I'm, next. I'm going to need everyone to collectively stop talking about their big ones and small ones. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Okay. Sergio ruins everyone's day. Uh, <laughs> that's not 
unusual. I deal with this all the time. It's not Every un- two weeks. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about how how the mighty have fallen because Secret of the Ooze Shredder much more in line with the 87 cartoon Shredder right down to the purple being added to his costume Uh, other than having a real cool mismatched uh, saw blade helmet and uh, having a great resurrection quote unquote resurrection scene where he's very menacing when he's standing there in that doorway and he's like I challenge and everybody's like oh my god <laughs> but, <laughs> and that's not Ryan Reynolds as a foot soldier by the way everybody thinks it is but it's not oh I, I never heard that never knew that nothing. yeah but yeah, uh, Mandela effect thing going around uh, Secret of the Use Shredder is pretty awful. Um, he doesn't even he doesn't even fight. Never <laughs> never once fights them. He literally just commands people to fight him. Even when he's the Super Shredder, played by WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash, uh, he he just he, they don't fight. <laughs> um, yeah. well, I have an answer. I have a reason why. I know the answer. Why? Stupid parents. Yep. Yeah. They complained that the first film was too violent for the children, mm-hmm. and we get a watered down film. Well, we, we we did we did just talk about how frightening Shredder was in the first yeah. movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And these are kids' movies. I'm, I'm, and, I'm not I'm not trying to justify. Uh, you know, Secret of the Use. Sit down, oh, Sergio. What? <laughs> what? Like. Come on. Okay, but you look at the, the scope of what films we had in the 80s. Secret of Nim, All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Brave Little Toaster, Witches. All this stuff was extremely traumatizing. <laughs> the Dark Crystal. Dark you Crystal. Those, you had those oh, right about in a, chamber, How about a, how about a lovely did. little gem called Watership Down? Does oh, yeah. boy. Oh, yeah, that one gave children. me nightmares for weeks. Ugh. Yeah, that would give me nightmares for weeks. I can still see that rabbit flying through the air at the back. I can still see that when I close my eyes. Yeah, there's a lot. This this was nothing compared to that. But, But you have to remember that when parents and children are going to watch these movies, they're going thinking, oh, this is based on the TV show. Okay, but uh, but Sergio, I like it was the Secret of Nim TV show. Sergio, I have one major argument against just two words for Darth Vader. They didn't tone down Darth Vader. Star Wars are kind of kids' movies. PG thirteen. They are PG, sir. There is only one. There is only one. That was before PG thirteen was even a thing. So, I guess you're right. <laughs> yep. I, w- I would say that Star Wars is what you would call a for-everyone movie. But uh, Darth Vader was scary, man. So, to a kid, I mean, I loved him because I loved all the bad guys when I was a demented little child. Uh, that's kind of why I have a podcast all about bad guys. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, well, at the same time, too, I think it's important for kids to be scared. It's important for, for kids to watch a movie and see a villain that's scary or that's, yeah. that's going to, you know, intimidate them somehow. I think that's important for kids to have that. You don't want to have a bunch of just shiny, happy things for kids all the time. You want to scare them a little bit, too, and give them a little bit of everything. Right. Just show them Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and they'll be oh, terrified. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That's all you need. Um Look, look, I, I am a staunch Secret of the Use hater, so I'm, this isn't me defending the movie, okay? This is just me framing it in reality. Mm. No, that I, is true. I'm sure there were a lot of concerned parents. I mean, they did that with everything. All these all these busybody parents writing letters and phoning the representatives. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would be remiss if we didn't... Uh move on from Secret of the Use without saying, BABIES! THEY'RE BABIES! (laughs) (laughs) Secret of the Use is the perfect example of when you shouldn't be using the shredder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That would have been been a good movie for Krang. They have so many other things they could have leveraged. Yeah. (sighs) uh, We can move on. We can move on. I'm done. Uh, Let's talk about anime Shredder. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The uh, OVA uh, Kaiju Shredder. Um, Jeff, I'm just going to let you take this one. What What do you got to say about Kaiju anime Shredder? So, you know, the probably on point with, uh, for those of you who have, who have not seen it, you can watch it on the YouTube. Um, you've got all your main cast. Everybody looks the same, except for Shredder. <laughs> He's the weirdest departure. Like, you can't even see there's no you know it's all blacked out around his face he's got the guard around him you know per usual but you can't tell that it's just you know a human dude Mm -hmm. um and then later on of course he they they power him up with the was it was the dart mu stone and he becomes you know giant kaiju uh you know shredder and it's just it was just it was just so weird and fun and enjoyable to watch um and and see our our episode of uh, listen to our episode of shellheads about uh us covering that uh as well um episode 69 yeah <laughs> that's uh, right in episode 69 we talk about some really weird japanese stuff yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and he's different in the first OVA and compared to the second. Like his 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 designs change, um, which is very odd. But um, have you had a chance to listen to that one yet, Russ? I, I did. Yes. Okay. Um, I just do want to comment that the action figure of Shredder, based off this, you can get on eBay for a measly two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, they are. They're probably that was like towards the end of the line, I believe, and so they probably didn't have a very big print run. Right. 
Uh, I'm just going to say that uh, for the next one, Shredder was in coming out of their shells tour. And he looked awful. And he had a Britney Spears-style microphone attached to his helmet. And uh, I really want NECA to follow up those tour turtles that they did with some tour foot soldiers and Shredder. (laughs) Dude, and Splinter. Yeah. (laughs) Splinter, too. Because I will buy it. Wasn't it Splinter? Casey Jones, too, on there. Oh. Didn't Splinter Splinter have, like, a power ballad in his song? He had a power ballad in, like, the first ten minutes of the thing. (laughs) It's, it's, it it real, it really just, like, kicks you in the nuts real early. (laughs) And how can we not talk about Shredder hating music, but he makes a song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to another terrible representation. Next Mutation Shredder, where uh, Shredder kind of took a back seat as the villain, thanks to the Dragon Lord, who would later become uh, an embodiment of Shredder's soul in the IDW version. Suck it, Sergio. Um, (laughs) But... uh, Luck, it's your show. (laughs) But... uh, Oh man! Does anybody want to talk about Next Mutation Shredder? Um, I, like, like, two, like two episodes. He became a hobo <laughs> at one point. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was homeless in, in one in one episode, and then the and he was in the first episode. I think the rest was all Dragon Lord and that little chibi looking whiny dragon. Ugh, yeah, the sock like, puppet thing. He Let's still just piece together whatever we can find. At uh, you know, at the Goodwill, went <laughs> went to went to Party City, Party City, wherever you could find your your discount uh, costume parts and pieces and, and PJs, and let's let's make you know, because clearly all the money went to the turtle suits, and not even all the money they did it. Janky, <laughs> man, yeah, like if if. If that show was made now, I would make a joke about it be the, the costume being bought off of Wish, and it'd be labeled like oh my Ninja God, it's Wish Raider Man. <laughs> it's the coleslaw man. It is the coleslaw man. Uh, 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 he still ended up getting an action figure out of that. Um, so. Um, Looking with giant hands. Yeah, let's talk about one of the best versions of the Shredder ever. Two K three. Oh yeah. Uh, probably the most menacing, most powerful, most evil version of the Shredder that ever was, and that's even over the version that literally murdered children in front of their father. <laughs> I don't know, Russ. That that IDW was pretty cold blooded. But the difference being. Shredder was a cold-blooded human being in a, the IDW version. Well, in this version, true. Shredder's an alien. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh man, I have vivid memories of Ninja Turtles fans like on message boards, brains exploding <laughs> when that when that episode aired, and he, and Shredder was an Utrum. Not only was he an Utrum, but I feel like what they did 
is they literally were like, hey, we can't really use Krang, or we don't want to use Krang because Peter Laird hates all the 87 characters. So we'll just make Krang and Shredder the same character. And that's exactly what they did. I think it was his idea to do something like that, to do do it completely different. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it was important for the turtles to actually kill the shredder yeah. like it like like it was done in the comics you just can't do that on saturday morning right so the reveal of him being an utram allowed them to do that and yeah. still not break any rules i i remember the scene where leo, leo cuts his head off and i was like how did they get away with this and then it's like oh he's he's a utram it's okay his head wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't even put that together when I originally watched it on TV. I was like, "Wait, what did they just freaking do?" And I had more questions. I was like, "Wasn't that the season finale?" I think it was. Yeah. But uh, and um, then I was like, "Ah, oh, we gotta wait." You know. Well, I it's, mean, if. Yeah. It would have been bad if they had just left it on. You know, they severed his head and he's still laying there, but. It, Later in that episode, he literally stands up and picks his own head up and carries it away. That was that was yeah. amazing. That's an uh, incredible scene. And and like leaving that unexplained over the season break is yeah. masterful. That that's fantastic television. Everything yeah. down from his armor to his voice acting, I just love the Terrell version of the Shredder so much. Um, yeah. Who was that voice actor, uh, Jeff? Scott, uh, Scotty Ray? Is that it? Um, uh, I'm going to have to Google it. I'm, oh, I am so disappointed in you, Jeff. You're the voice actor guy. I know, but it's not one that like I know. Like yeah, he, He's done like no other thing. So. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, his name's Scotty Ray. Scotty Ray. Well, yeah. he is my shredder. Like, oh, yeah. In my, in my mind, when comic book shredder is talking, Scotty Ray's voice is the, is the noise coming out of his face. I, I 100% agree, except for when he occasionally descends into being 1990 shredder for me. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Scotty Ray 2K3 shredder is amazing. Did you know anything about that, Justin, about shredder being an Utrum in that version? No, no, I missed that one as well. I, oh, 2K3. Like, Rush, you picked an episode for, like, to get all the things spoiled for Justin. Exactly. <laughs> I am the heavy. spoiler. If, oh, that's all right. Justin, if you're a heavy drinker, you can just drink tonight and just forget all about it. <laughs> 35 years worth of turtle spoilers in three hours. Go! <laughs> Justin, I'm sorry that I spoiled your big one and your small one. <laughs> uh, that's, that's totally fine, Russell. No worries at all. <laughs> I have plenty of big and small ones to get through the night anyways. Alright, let's talk about a version of Shredder I don't really care for, and that's the 2K12 Nickelodeon Shredder. Um, he Ooh, Nickelodeon. He looks pretty menacing, but he's not. Does he? Does he? Uh, I mean, he's tall. He's imposing. Uh, he kind of looks like a dude cosplaying a shredder. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't. Any th any Anybody can chime in here. I don't really have anything to say. 
like for me, you picked a perfect voice actor to do to to, to play him. You got oh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, I love Kevin Michael Richardson. I do. And but he, oh yeah, he's a great yeah. He is. He's very menacing in the sense of his tone and everything, but just like, you know, he's scary looking, but that's about it. Like he has no ambition. There's no goals. There's just like, Hey, I'm here. And and that's about it. Now, when, when you see him, you know, fight and everything like that, the fight. Cause uh, 2K12 has some of the best action out of any Ninja Turtles, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just—it's just kind of empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. His 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 motivations don't seem to be well developed. Right. Yeah. And I, like he he he's, he's he ends up being more akin to the original cartoon Shredder, yeah. where he's just like throwing cronies at the turtles until he gets frustrated, and then he steps forward and he's like, "No, I'm gonna fight now." <laughs> like, okay. I did kind of like what they did with uh, Karai and Splinter. Uh, that was a little uh, unique take on their relationship. But um, yeah. other than that, yeah, I think this one just falls pretty flat. Yeah. Uh, we did get a new version of the Super Shredder in this cartoon, though. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, Which was terrible. Yeah. It was absolute garbage. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the uh, Secret of the Ooze Super Shredder over that one any day. But even though the one in Secret of the Ooze makes no sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, Well, it makes more sense when you realize that the Ooze had a bit of genes of, uh, of um, you know, uh, crap. I forget it. Uh, wrestler genes. Yes, yeah. Splice yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I have the figure for the... Uh, the 2012 Super Shredder, and I want to know two things. Why is he shorter than the regular Shredder? Oh, and, wow. Uh, why is his figure $50 on eBay? Uh, Ooh. But, uh, uh, short pack? Short pack? Yeah. That's, that's the best answer I can give you, is that they did not make a lot of those. Let's uh, Let's keep the the hits to the nuts rolling here. Let's talk about Michael Bay Shredder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean not not very Shredder? Yeah. Like, Trans- like Transformer Shredder? <laughs> yeah. Like, the Shredder as a human being, in that first movie, he's in like two scenes. Yep. They're like two reshot scenes where they're like, hire a Japanese guy. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, what I was going to say is, like, this this Shredder in this movie is awful, but it was almost very much worse. Uh, cause, I don't know. I probably would have preferred them just make him a white dude. Like, <laughs> if you're, if, like, if you're going to drive the car off the cliff... Just keep rolling. Don't slam on the brakes when you're yeah. right at the edge. It, it makes no sense why he's, like, this giant mech Shredder uh, with, like... A thousand knives coming out of him, and it's just... <sighs> That's because Michael Bay don't know stuff. He really mm-hmm. doesn't. He doesn't. Michael Bay no boom. That's it. Well, let's Three talk about... Explosions. Let's talk about the sequel, where you, he's not really in it that much. Um, yeah, the, 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 the main focus in the sequel is kind of Krang. Yeah. Um, he, he's in it, but... 
pointless shredder. He kind of takes his eighty-seven yeah. role uh, for yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that second movie is notably better than the first one. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Let's talk about another very different take on the shredder, and that's the rise of the TMNT shredder, where shredder is not really a person as much as he is an ancient demon. Yes. Uh, Jeff has not seen the second season of uh, Rise. Okay. No. But, but the, the, we've seen all of season one. Yeah. And I dig where it's freaking going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so so, I love the treatment of Shredder in, 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 in Rise. Mm-hmm. Because... They they kind of get, throw the old okie doke at you in the first season by suggesting that Baron Draxum is going to become Shredder. Mm-hmm. You know, like I even went as far to to buy the Baron Draxum action figure, thinking this is going to be Shredder. I need to have this. Right. And then he gets the Shredder armor towards the end of the season, and you're like, oh, it's happening! Oh, dude, yes! And then you find out, no, the armor is sentient, and Baron Draxum is screwed. <laughs> And yeah. then, then it just goes completely off the rails, and 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 I absolutely love the Shredder in this in, in that show. I watched uh, like I haven't seen much of Rise. Uh, I know, shame on me. Uh, but I watched the fight scene of the turtles fighting the Shredder. The animation is absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, amazing. A lot of people just do not give that show enough love because like if the first five episodes to quote Sergio do not do it credit because yeah. it goes nowhere but if you get past that there's a lot of heart charm and turn your brain off laugh your butt off because <laughs> um, in the fight sequences and just later on the stuff that they do all the easter eggs it's 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 fantastic right well, since the next two uh, categories here are kind of broad, I thought about just saving our favorite versions of under these categories for our final thoughts section. Um, that would be video games and action figures. Um, so, Sergio, we're going to get yes. your uh, final thoughts on the Shredder. I'd love to hear about your your favorite version, favorite costume favorite story, and favorite toy slash video game appearance. I know you're probably not going to go much with that, but... Uh... Yeah, you're, you're right. I don't really have a favorite video game appearance. Uh, I, the one where he clones himself, I, I guess, by default. <laughs> you know? It, yeah. I, I, it's, I'm not a huge... I, I love video games. I don't like Turtles video games that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, however... My final thoughts on Shredder as a character, I personally am kind of done with him. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that inevitably whatever reboots that we get will have to have a version of the Shredder, and I'm going to have to deal with that. And I'm, I, I'm preparing myself to do so. I feel like there's so much more and better... Uh, content to mine in the turtles backstory or or lore that I'm way more hungry for. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if 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 and when the, the shredder emerges again 
in in some other form of media, they need to take a lot of cues from the IDW story yep. and make it personal, make make the Shredder character sympathetic. Uh, maybe even you know, as I said, make it a story where he's having to free himself from an internal torture or or just something that I'm tired of him just being that guy who wants to take over something that guy who wants to rule New York that guy who who is just he's just angry for the sake of being angry he can't just be Sergio like <laughs> that's my thing <laughs> yeah you're you not know, um, not Sergio <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, as as for my favorite incarnation, I'm gonna have to fall back on IDW. It's 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 the most fleshed out and the one that, like, like when I was reading episode one, not episode issue 100, I cried, mm. and it wasn't because of the obvious reason. It like I, it, it's just how that story plays out is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, as for favorite action figure and costume, uh, without a doubt, my f- favorite turtles action figure ever made is the 2K3 Shredder. Mm. And that is my favorite uh, Shredder costume. Awesome. Um, Jeff, we're, we're going to get your final thoughts in, on Shredder and uh, all the, uh, the same favorites. Man. Um... It's hard. It's really hard in the sense of like character development wise to top the IDW version mm-hmm. because he is so well fleshed out, and it's it's something that we desperately need in more media, but not. You know, like right away, like you know, if we get when we get these new movies, I'm like, well, don't do Shredder right away. Let him let right. it lead up to it. You know, to give us like 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 Sergio said, we're all hungry and starved for other stuff because all of this stuff over the last thirty plus years has been done already. Let's get something new and fresh. Um, uh, as far as video games go. Um, always fighting him in the games was a pain. <laughs> like I remember going to the arcade, seeing the 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 first arcade game for the first time, and you had to kind of find a way. Of course, being the height you know that you were as a kid, you couldn't see over teenagers or adults you know very well. So you had to find you know your spot to see. And the first thing I saw was. You know them all fighting the shredder at the same time, and I was like splitting into two, into multiples, mm-hmm. using the demutation zapper, um, you know, thing that came out of his hands. Although it's supposed to be a gun, but you know, for some reason he could shoot lightning, demutation lightning, um, and just being like that was like one of the toughest boss battles, um, and of course um, fighting him in uh, you know all the other games. I rather enjoyed the Turtles Tournament Fighter version, mm-hmm. yep. uh, which he was just a powerhouse in that game. The game's cheap, yeah, uh, but he was extra cheap. Um, 
in that uh, in that version. Um, I think as far I think in uh, um, Turtles Three on NES was probably the best version. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, as far as a fight wise, because he turned into Super Shredder, but he had like a better attack pattern. He could use light. He called it like called force lightning from the sky. All this other stuff, and he was he was pretty cool to fight. Um, favorite action figure. Um, it's a really tough one. Um, I liked the medieval. 2k3 shredder where you could you could push a button on his chest and he would just like his arms and limbs would go like like a rag doll mm-hmm. which was pretty cool um i always liked that uh that look um it's kind of the design of the character but um since i'm a huge tron fan like i really liked cyber shredder and that's mm-hmm. probably a hot take um but that was a really that's probably like one of my favorite designs um, of Shredder because he's just—he was already terrifying and menacing in 2K3, but like you know that version. I don't know when you got freaking like lightsaber, you know, blades on your arms, you know, uh, just added, just added to it. Um, I'm I'm probably like if I if I have to pick and I have to pick a favorite, I'm gonna go with the '90s movie. Yeah, just cause, just nothing just really for me tops that that on screen presence, um, and that you know those those moments, those fights, and everything. It's just you know, it's just something that stuck with me since I was a kid. Yeah. Well, Justin, how about you? Uh, my favorite incarnation is probably the movie version as well. I can echo those sentiments that I think it's the best looking version of Shredder that we've seen. And I'll just, I'll never forget sitting there in the theater. And even though I was sick, you know, and delirious, just being completely enraptured by this movie and loving every second of it. And being so struck when you first see the, sh- the, the Shredder for the first time was great. Um, I did have the original Shredder action figure, the 88 one, but I hated it because the way that, (laughs) the way that he was figured, the way that he was positioned made it look like he was constipated, like he always had to take a dump. (laughs) And I, it was, it was always a pain to try to get him, you know, in a, in a correct pose. So I I didn't like the the original Shredder figure at all. He could never stand up at all. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't know what they were thinking when they were doing that one, but. Um, I think it was the a couple versions later there was a different one that I liked a lot more. I can't remember which one exactly. Um, the the video game I'm not going to get into because that still gives me post traumatic stress disorder from <laughs> all of the hours and all of the 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 quarters that I wasted and just all of the sweat that poured off of me when I was playing that game i i can't even i can't even play it now it just it traumatizes me too much <laughs> but, <laughs> i think my favorite costume is is definitely the the movie one yeah yeah, yeah for sure well, i guess that yeah. just leaves me 
Um, yeah, what's your favorites? Well, first of all, I want to say that I do think that Shredder has been overexposed, much like the Joker. Mm. Um, he's been done to death, but I do appreciate when somebody does something more fresh with him, like IDW or even Rise. Um, uh, I think in future Turtle projects, especially if it's like a movie... The Shredder needs to be something that's built towards, kind of like Thanos, mm. to where you slowly build him up over time, make him more interesting along the way, and then you have the big rooftop battle that you know is going to come. Uh, mm. But um, as for favorite incarnation, I think it's it's hard for me to choose. Uh, IDW is up there. Uh, 2K3 is right up there, but I think I'm going to have to say the 1990 version just because of the sentimental value of that. Um, favorite costume is the 2K3 version, though. I love that armor so much, and now we know why he was so heavily armored in that, because he's a robot. Uh, but uh, um, Favorite toy, I will give a old one and a new one. The old one, I agree with Sergio, it's the 2K3 Shredder. I'm looking at it right now. I love it. I have loved it ever since I first got it. As for modern, I would have to say either the NECA Mirage uh, Shredder, both versions. There was the Loot Crate one and the Comic-Con exclusive one. But also 1990 Shredder as well. Um, as for video games, I did always play them. In the Super Nintendo version of Tournament Fighters, I was never great with them, but uh, it was fun. And the thing I always remember about Shredder in video games is that uh, portion in Turtles in Time where you have to throw the foot soldiers into the foreground where Shredder's machine is. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that wraps me up. I think that wraps us up in general. Um well, uh, Shellheads, I appreciate you being on the show once again. I I have had so much fun over this almost four-hour journey. journey. <laughs> uh, Sergio, where can we find you when you're not uh, visiting the Tomes of Evil? Uh, the easiest way to find me is, is visiting realitybreached.com or one of uh, Reality Breached's um, social accounts. Uh, I think the two that we we have are Facebook and Twitter. Uh, there, you can send us messages. You can listen to all of our shows. Uh, the Reality Breached Podcast Network, which has uh, Shellheads, Reality Breached, uh, Debriefing and Cocktails, which is our James Bond podcast. Uh, we also have a music podcast called Dead Scene Kids. Uh, just a, just a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, all of that can be found either at our website or uh, on it any of your favorite podcast applications. Uh, other than that, Shellheads. Listen to Shellheads. Yes, definitely listen to Shellheads. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Uh, well, my list is sadly not as extensive as uh, Sergio's, but I'm going to say you can find me also at Reality Breached uh, on uh, episodes of Reality Breached from time to time, and of course on Shellheads. Um... So, you know, go and, you know, listen to our stuff over there. Um, 
other places you can find me, um, the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, which is our, our, our family business, we have reopened uh, safely. Uh, and uh, we're located in the Brandon Crossgates area. Uh, we do um, Smash tournaments uh, safely uh, every uh, Saturday night. Um, and we have retro Neo Geo SNK goodness with King of Fighters, Metal Slug, uh, Windjammers, all that fantastic stuff. Um, and we just have a Facebook page. You can just look for the Warp Zone Arcade and look for the Circle uh, Controller logo. Um, I don't really have any other uh, pages uh, to check out other than that. Well, Where can uh, we find you, Russ? Uh, well, you can find me right here at the Tomes of Evil. Uh, Justin and I are uh, starting a uh, kind of a new status quo with uh, Tomes of Evil. We're going to shake some things up. Uh, starting uh, soon, um, we'll give you some more details on that uh, soon as well. Um, I did want to pitch an idea to the Shellheads real quick before you go. Okay. So, we, you and I, or all of us, have kind of discussed doing like uh, bonus episodes, particularly doing like commentaries over. Uh, animated stuff. Uh, well, I think we should definitely at some point give this episode a, a bonus episode for our Patreon listeners where we do some commentary over some Shredder-themed episodes of various cartoons. Um, but also, this one is specifically for Sergio. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Sergio... I know you uh, you love your turtles. You're you're an avid reader of the turtles comics, mm -hmm. but you don't really read any other comics. That uh, well, yeah, you're right. So I've been throwing around this idea uh, in my head to kind of have sort of a I don't I guess you'd call it a book club on Tomes of Evil, where we invite somebody who is either completely unfamiliar with comics or uh, unfamiliar with certain kind of comics, and we give them some books to read, and we get their thoughts, their their fresh takes on these comics that they've never read. Would you be interested in doing something like that? I might be down for that. Okay. Make it all Japanese stuff. <laughs> I'm less down for that. <laughs> now you have to do it. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, uh, I'm Russell, and uh, this and is Justin. yeah. Uh, we'll get that down eventually, Justin. Uh, <laughs> we're getting it. We're everyone, getting it. everyone's tired right now. Uh, th this is still my morning, so. <laughs> but. Uh, um, <laughs> That is, that's going to do it for us. Uh, everyone have a good night and dine on some turtle soup. Thanks, everybody.